Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Bluehead, and welcome to episode 39 of Beer Nuts, the podcast, adjunct series, quarantine edition. This evening, we are doing the final episode of 2020, wrapping it up proper. Uh, what better way to do it than with a couple of good friends? I'm going to bring them in right now. We have Noah Forrester Beerism co-hosting for the 17,000th time this year, and Emily Leclerc of La Petite Pierre. Welcome, guys. Welcome, 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 welcome. How y'all doing? You good? Good. Yeah. Yourself? Mate, chilling. Thursday, we out here. Uh, pleasure to have you both on. This is great. I don't. I think I actually am, if I'm not mistaken, I was, Noah, you put me on to Emily early on. If I'm, if, uh, Maybe. I remember you're the one, you're the first person to tell me about her. And we hadn't met Emily until probably a couple of years ago, I would say now different Quebec beer events. We weren't doing many out here. Yes. So we were just never at events that often. And then I guess over time, more started happening. And then we probably met half a dozen times at least now, which is great. Yeah, because early on you were living in Montreal, but you were mostly doing beer stuff in, well, like Toronto and elsewhere. Yeah, I was in Toronto like once a month, twice a month. So every time I go back there, I guess just because I didn't do shit. I just lived here. I didn't do things in Montreal. So we went to, mm-hmm. we always went to Toronto. It was just easier for me. I knew more people there and it was just easier to move, no language issues and stuff. And then over the last couple mm-hmm. of years, it's been more and more Quebec stuff. And um, I'm, it was always like, it was funny. We, Tiff and I used to always joke, all the events were always Ontario. So you would always get these invites to like, you know, there's beer dinners and stuff where they'd have pairing things and they'd invite right. all the you know, beer writers and bloggers and creators. And we were always like, oh, man, there's nothing in Montreal. Then the last maybe 18 months, it just went, Phew. it was like a trillion of them. And finally it was like, all right. And we kind of like doubled down on Montreal. And now there's just more and more stuff happening in Quebec. So it's, uh, it's great. I love it. So we're all, we all have, I guess you're, for people who don't know, we're all based in Montreal of surrounds. Uh, right now, Emily, you are not in Montreal, though, with that uh, fire-ass background you got. <laughs> it's cool, man. You're in a... Where are you again? What's the name of the place? It's called Victoriaville. Okay. Where is oh, that again? Yeah. You were telling me... Right in between Montreal and Quebec. So it's okay. one hour, 45 minutes from Montreal and one hour, 30 from Quebec. So uh, right in the middle. Perfect. Close to Drummondville. Ah, uh, Okay. <laughs> All right. Close nice. to Bucktail. Yes, that's where <laughs> you go. Oh, actually, there is a, a microbrewery in Victoriaville. It's called L'Hermit. Oh, yeah, I know them. Oh, uh, yeah. L'Hermit's there? Oh, yeah. they do good stuff. Yeah. Downtown Victoriaville. Nice. Okay, that's perfect. So what we're going to do tonight as far as the beers, we thought it would be easier to just – your two favorite styles that you said were New England IPAs and Imperial Stouts. So then – we were all like, you know what? Let's just drink those two styles. So we all picked Quebec-focused beer uh, from those styles. So we haven't talked about which ones we're going to do. Would you guys like to uh, crack open your beers and tell us what they are? Yes. I can go first, I guess. You go first. I have Potions Modzit from... Uh, <laughs> 
from Masora. Nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. Haven't had this one, so it should be good. That is sick. Well, I am in the same uh, area as you. I am with Miss Arem as well. Oh, nice. And mine is called Escarpette au ciel. Escarpette okay. is a slang for, you know. Oh. <laughs> okay. Like, what do you say? <laughs> I love it. Oh. Misorama crazy. How'd you get what are you having Victoriaville? Would you say no? How'd you get that up there? I said, how'd you get Misorama in Victoriaville? Well, I brought it from Montreal. <laughs> yeah. You know. What else could you do? People discovered his great juice. Damn right. Uh, I figured I'd go along yeah. the lines. This is from Ala Derive and Cinquième Baron called Main Tendu. Nice. Oh, I didn't even see that come out. Oh, yeah. I, um, PR, shout to PR. PR got this for me from the Ala Derive guys. So I've had a few of their things. These nice. guys have been one of my favorite uh, discoveries uh, this year. Everything I've had has been really good. Mm-hmm. And this is some, uh, it's an uh, IPA with Sac, Saccharomyces. Yeast, which I okay. guess with Mosaic and Nelson. So I imagine it's like a tart IPA, 6%, kind of like pretty chill. Interesting. And both of you guys, are they single or double IPA? In your IPAs? Uh, it's what? single. Uh, well, it's double dry hop, but it's a regular IPA, not double. Not double. Yeah, mine as well. Yeah, same. You want to take any photos of this one? So let's pour up these beers, and then we'll talk about the beers real yes. quick. Ooh, ooh, are we ready? We're going to do the photos as we go. So, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, Craig puts on his fake smiles now. <laughs> I just have such a great time with you guys, you know? <laughs> this is not very hazy. What's going on? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> guys, let me it's, down. I checked on YouTube. You're coming in perfectly. Um, but okay. for us, you're still mm. like cutting. Yeah. The video's cutting constantly. Okay. But we if, can hear you. Okay. As long as you yeah, can. That's it. As long as you can understand, I'll I'll try not to do too much Australian nonsense to uh, so you can understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. This is almost like a brew or something. Yeah, you guys get that. Ooh, wow, that looks great. Huh? What's yours looking yeah. like? Oh shit! Yeah, it's hard oh. to see with all the decals. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> matching glass. Ooh, look at this guy. Fancy Noah. I have a skull, at least. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, shouts to him. Happy birthday to Patty for yesterday, by the way. Patty from over. Was her birthday yesterday? Yeah. She's a genius. She was doing deliveries. Um, Patty from uh, Overhaul was her birthday yesterday. Oh, but, really? Oh, yeah. oh, cool. And she was doing uh, she was doing her deliveries on her birthday. Like, she came and dropped off beer, and was it was her birthday, and she gave us some food. This is Brazilian shit that she got. I was like, damn. She is the kindest woman on the planet. Works too hard. She Amazing. She needs to chill. So, uh, first of all, oh yeah, fuck. Get it in you. Cheers, guys. Get it, yeah. Yes. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. This smells nice and like, mm. yeah. mm. Interesting. Mm. What's Saccharomyces? Do you guys know more about that? I don't know a ton about it. I imagine it's just like a, a tart. I think Saccharomyces is just a standard ale yeast, but uh, mm-hmm. let me look it up. Saccharomyces Brussels, br- how do you say it? Br- uh, br- like in French, Brussels? Oh, Bruxelles? Bruce- how do you yeah. say what? Like Brussels, like, uh, you know, the capital of um, Belgium? Uh, Bruxelles? Uh, Bruxelles. Bruxelles, you pronounce the X. This is called Saccharomyces Bruxellensis. Uh, yeah. 
I didn't know that. Learning, learning. So I'm not sure if it's like a, a sound. Oh, here, there's the haze. There we bloody go. Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Okay. <laughs> How are those two Masorums? Fire? Uh, yeah, it's it's good. I, I mean, I find it interesting that people always talk about how all Masorum stuff tastes the same. And actually, I find it doesn't. No, um, no, no. I feel like there's like almost like two different roads that they go down to a lot of the time. A lot of the time, it's like that that thing we all want, which is like the bright yellow, crazy hazy, more sharp IPAs. Mm-hmm. But then they have these these IPAs that are a little bit more on the orangey side, uh, color-wise and flavor-wise. And I feel like this one kind of is in that direction or kind of somewhere in between. Right. I, I, like, I think they really do try to create very different types of beer. <laughs> they don't just toss different hops and change the labels. Because, yeah, yeah like, the color of your beer is... It's very different than this one. This one yes. It's hard to tell with this glass, but it's a, it's a much darker orange. Okay, and it's really dank too. Are they both like that milky, that milky haze? Because sort of a little hard to tell. Not mine. No, it's and definitely mine like, yeah. It's hers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. thick. Yeah, I agree with that. I I really like Misorum. Definitely does get more criticism for just because they do so much of it. But yeah, they're very very different beers all the time. I find. Um, and they're pumping them out so much. Um, you know, I like that they're bringing back a lot of the faves, like the ones that people really liked or whatever, and probably tweaking the recipes, making it a bit better. Yeah, it's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, what is your beer yes. story, fam? I don't really know. Like, how did you get into beer, and then how did La Petite Pierre come about? Like, break it yeah, down. Sure. Well, actually, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's when I met my boyfriend, my uh, Carl, uh, nine Carl. years ago. Nice. Uh, we love Carl so much. He's such a <laughs> such a good guy. Such a good bloke, Carl. Yes, I know. Yeah. I'm so lucky. <laughs> um, so yes, nine years ago, uh, when he discovered that I was only drinking white white beer. Like only Cheval Blanc or Ougarden. He was so insulted. He said, what? You don't know IPAs? <laughs> that's <laughs> so still pretty good. That's better than uh, that's better than you drinking nothing but Heineken or something. You know? See? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but he he don't like he don't like Whitbeer, uh, Hefeweizen. He really, really don't dig those styles. Wait. So he was on a mission to make me buy something else. So it started with the Boreal IPA, not okay. IPA du Nord-Est, but IPA, the oh, regular IPA. The green so it's one. the first IPA that I really had. Nice. And uh, yeah, I immediately fall in love with it. And as for the blog, um, as you guys know, I'm an actress. Yes. And I used to, I was working a lot in my 20s, but when I turned 30, like the the phone stopped ringing. So you know, when you're used to work and then, and then nobody calls you, it's a whoo, mentally it's something. Yeah, so yeah. Um, instead of going crazy, I mm. decided to start a blog. But I didn't know exactly what. I was hesitating between politics and beer. Okay. And at that time, oh, wow. Melanie Jolie was the <laughs> ministre de la culture. Melanie Jolie and everyone was making so much fun of her. Well, she didn't she didn't make the greatest choice either, I must say. But people were making so much fun of her that I said, oh, my God, no, I'm going to go toward toward beer because people look uh, so much nicer. 
And that's why I started La Petite Bière, just, you know, to not... I was bored, you know, because I was only being an actress and I only had that string to my arc. So is that an English expression as um, well? Yeah, we no, st- but it works. A string in your... <laughs> A string in your bow is a is a saying. A string to my bow. Bow, b o w. Bow, bow. Yeah, bow yeah. is the, like the, the the wood part. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so that's okay. yeah. So you were correct. So I started. The, oh, so, <laughs> was that you? You were correct. You did good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I started the blog, and from there it just started. Actually, Noah. He has been the first one uh, to reach out to me, like saying like, hey, I just saw, you know, your blog. If you want, I have a Northeast IPA because at that time they were so rare. And I drove right. to his uh, uh, his workplace and we, he gave that. me the IPA. And I was I felt like, wow, I felt like, you know, it was a big gift for me. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I met so many great people. And yeah, that's how Latibia started. <laughs> Amazing. And was it Well it's funny because it wasn't know. that long it wasn't sorry, Craig. It yeah. wasn't that long ago, but at the time there weren't many female influencers. Well, there weren't that many influencers, period, but like and so I think that's why I was excited to discover you. And there was a couple others too, and uh I wanted to try and encourage it and uh and you seemed really into IPA, so I was like, Oh, let's just get you that can. Well, You've been so kind to me since day one, and like every time you comment my post, I'm like, okay, yes, if Noah says it's good, it's good, good. you know? (laughs) You're still a very big reference to me. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) And how long ago did all this start, would you say? Do you you remember? Um, Three years and a half now. Three and a half, okay, right. And... How has come a long way? Yeah, man. Half years, it's amazing. Yeah, you've like you've really been someone who is, uh, I would say, is about your business. You are um, fortunate in that your boyfriend is a phenomenal photographer, so that's probably that's helped. But the way you express yeah, it, I think the way you do um, the way you do your captions in in French and then in English is fantastic. Most people, at least say in Quebec, who don't who who would you know be you, you've let yourself be open to other opportunities rather than just stay French or even like us it's just in English so you've really done well with that which is fantastic um your the fact that like no one mentioned before I guess we might as well touch on that being there wasn't many I mean beer is probably the whitest malest industries yeah. ever I don't know how many don't forget are. the beard uh, and the beard yeah <laughs> You have to have a beard. It's yeah, a part of both the cliche, right? <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. We're very aware of that too. <laughs> we are, it's okay. and you know, we try. So we try to use our platforms to always, you know, highlight people who aren't white and male. The problem with that is that when we say on BOS, at least when we interview brewery owners and stuff, more often than not, they happen to be a white male or the head brewer. So it's like it's even difficult to try and navigate all of that to showcase more females and more people of color and stuff. It's quite frustrating. So mm-hmm. for you, yes. how, how has it been being, uh, you know, as you've taken beer, I mean, I imagine you started on Instagram kind of casually just doing your thing and then it got more and more serious as time went on. So have you, 
you want to maybe talk to about how it's been being a, a female in such a male-driven industry and anything you've had to deal with? Well, I would actually say it's there. there's the pre-COVID phase and the COVID phase. Okay. Uh, before COVID, I really felt alone, like... You know, I really enjoy talking with you guys, but it's so fun, you know, to talk with another girl. Of course. And I really missed it. And that's this is why, you know, I, I, I am super interactive with the American girls, the American influencer, female influencer. And I, you know, kind of gravitated around them because there was not really any girls uh, who were blogging. But since COVID... So many more women are following me. So many more women are opening beer accounts. It's like, and they're talking to me, you know, asking for advice. And I, I feel like mother beer, you know. I feel like <laughs> Great. So oh, that's the episode name. That's the episode name right there. Right mother there. beer, yeah. Mother beer. I am writing that down right now. Okay. So, so, so you're not I just really getting. I'm going to continue going like this because, and I really want to be there. You know, I try to, to, to follow any. Like, if you hide behind your beer, if it's just your boots and beers, you you cut your face. I follow everyone. If you're a female and you talk about beer, I follow. It's very important for me because I really want to be, like you said earlier, to be as inclusive as possible. Because I know what it is, you know, to be uh, stigmatized. Is that a yep. word? Yep. 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 That? Yep. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yes. I, I felt like rejected, stigmatized. Especially because, you know, I'm very, um, I'll say, glamour. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so so seeing other girls and be there for other girls and comforting other girls when they have difficulties or bullying for me, it's, wow. I'm, I mean, it's I, I, I'm so glad that I was there, I would say, first. Mm -hmm. Because people are always looking out to me. So at me, like asking for advice yeah. and... Uh, what do you think of this? Should I post that? Uh, if I didn't like that beer, how can I talk about it? You know, to be con for it to be constructive. So I really enjoy being uh, uh, having that role, and I really hope it's gonna go. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I had no idea that that was uh, like the way that it, I didn't realize that you were that much ahead of the game. That's that's fantastic, and that was only three and a half <laughs> years ago. Think like yeah. even if you think about it like that, right? Like, I've been posting about BS since 2011, casually and seriously since 2015. And then Noah, you've been you've been doing the blog since I started doing my stupid selfie thing. And if, if you started three and a half years ago, and your mother beer, like that's mm -hmm. that says a lot about. I mean, I guess it's a good. I mean, it says a bad thing about beer prior to that. But it says it's good things in that now you're saying this is so many more women who are posting about beer, which is uh, fantastic. I like to see that. Mm -hmm. Especially in Quebec, it's uh, wow. In Canada, too. Really? It's wow. That was my next question. Was is more? Have you noticed over COVID, say, that more women from Canada as opposed to the States are, um, are yeah. getting involved? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. What, what do you think the reason for that pre and post COVID thing was, is it that more women or I don't know, more people in general were just trying more beers or, I mean, they're stuck at home. They're, they're doing that kind of thing or, 
uh, is it something else? Like, is it that that sense of needing to find community mm. when well, you can't have that in person, or maybe a com- combination of the both or something like that? I I think it's also another thing. I was watching the news, and they were saying that um, in the when everything was shut down, mm-hmm. the jobs that were lost, fifty nine percent of them were occupied by women. Mm. So I guess there were yeah. more women. Out of work, yeah. Being bored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's that. And, of course, you know, I think many of them started like I did just for fun because they felt like, because when I was on Instagram, the only beer girl I knew was Craft Beer Deer from Buffalo. Oh, that's Tiffany's favorite. And, uh, oh, she's a, yeah. amazing. Her photography is she? insane. Yeah. yeah, she's great. And I met her in person. We did a, uh, we went to a Cooperstown in New York um, to uh, Umagang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Umagang. Umagang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we did a gig there together. Nice. Wow. And she's such a sweetheart. She's, yeah. So, yeah. So I think maybe it's uh, both of that. Like more women were uh, on the tile, not working. And, uh, Maybe they saw like, hey, there's nobody talking about beer. I like beer. I'm going to talk about beer. You know, you need to find a topic when you have an Instagram, because when you talk about beer one day and then you talk about a, a, a cream for wrinkles and then you yeah. talk about a pet food and then you talk, people are, you know, they don't, you cannot build an audience when you don't have focus. So I think, yeah, I think it's a, a mix of all of this. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And you've been really like, one thing I always, I'm actually curious what you guys think. So being at Tiff and I, we are in a social media agency and we're on both sides. We're on the content creator mm-hmm. side and the agency side. So we know what it's like to do both. One, I don't, one word I, I really don't like is influencer. I, I understand it's become a thing, but I like, I prefer content creator as like a, a, a term. Cause it's sort of nice. It's weird. It's, I'm an influencer. It's such a weird thing to say <laughs> about yourself. Like, I feel like people would need to call you that, but in the, just wanted to preface that. So being that, at what point did your account go from just a fun thing that you were doing and, and started when, uh, when did brands and breweries and things like that start reaching out to you to work with you? Like how long was that time and, and what was the catalyst to make people reach out to you? Think? Um, first time it happened, it was at a festival Okay. I think uh, back then people were didn't understand how um, social media, especially Instagram, was working. So maybe they were not because now people are reaching out like on DMs or emails and stuff like that. But before that, people were more. It's in festivals that people were like, oh, let's, yeah, hey, uh, uh, I have this in my cooler. If you want to try it or, you know, oh, and yeah. then try that. This is my new milkshake IP. I brewed just for the festival. So it started like that. And then the demand was there. So I said, okay, well, let's do it. And as I said, I was not working as much as an actress. So instead of being bored, let's, you know, be creative. And and, and Carl, too, you know, when he wanted to test a new lighting uh, set up or you know right. oh i got this new backdrop let's try it this new uh, bodysuit let's try it <laughs> you know so uh, yeah that that's uh, where, where i was going with that 
and that was like so you started it as when did brands start reaching out to you so because yes. they still they saw you at events and you started upping your so, your content because of the fun photography stuff that so, because okay. yeah because when you you know when I, like i often say if the person gives you only one beer, some people will say, oh, you only gave me one beer. Hey, maybe that's all the bu- marketing budget they have, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I really wanted to, you know, prove them that, thank you, I'm, I appreciate so, appreciate it so much, so I'm going to give it back to you, you know, by what I know how to do, what to do, well, <laughs> by, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by, you know, by taking great pictures because I'm not a brewer. I, I'm just a beer drinker. And what I'm good at is being an actress and, you know, being creative with my boyfriend. So, so yeah, so this is how it started. And then people, oh, okay, then, you know, the word went through, I guess, and people knew me more. So they reach, start reaching out by DMs and uh, emails and stuff. But at first it was really uh, in person. You know, if I started my blog to uh, in covid time maybe uh, but the company knows now how to do uh, Inf- I will like say, influencer uh, marketing we oui, so okay so I, I i'm glad you mentioned that cuz i have very strong opinions about this like and i'd mm-hmm. like to cuz you both basically the three of us are some of the main people i feel like alongside maybe matt from fox and hops if, if if every time I get a package, I know that Noah got it and I know that you got it every time. I always see like, oh, cool, of course I do. I feel like we are some of the people that usually are go-tos for breweries because we all have great content. They can trust us. They know we're going to uh, give them value for that, um, you know, and, and they appreciate all of the varied perspectives. And I think that's where that comes down to. What I've noticed, and this is from, this is not from the BOS side, this is from the marketer side. A lot of breweries uh, seem to have a bit of a misunderstanding of the value of different individuals with influencer marketing. For example, if the, and there's a couple of different ones. So the same package that I get and that you all get, somebody with 150 followers who takes cell phone photos of a beer on a stove gets the same thing that we get. And I feel like there's a bit of a problem in there. Now, it's not like we're special, but it's almost like, well, you, you, you haven't given enough of a reason for somebody with 30 plus. How many followers do you have now? You're 30 something. 37.7. Uh, okay, so you're 37. I think we're at 23 something or whatever. Noah, you're a, a OG. Everybody just. I got nothing. It doesn't even I matter about your followers, though. They want the <laughs> blog posts. They want your blog posts and they want your photos. So. And it's not putting anybody above it, but it's an interesting concept where you where breweries are sending out the same thing to somebody who actually makes pretty objectively shit content, and then sending it to people with more of a following. It makes you, it makes me at least less inclined to want to support that because my camera is worth so much money, and the lights and all the setup we have, and not to mention you guys. Obviously, Carl have expensive cameras, but you got backdrops, you got props. Like the makeup, the time it gets you to do that, that I don't have to deal with. I just have to put on a sweater and I'm good, you know? Yeah. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, I always find that so interesting and I feel like it's, it's one area of um, craft beer where they, they haven't figured it out yet or many breweries haven't figured that part out yet. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts or opinions on that. Um, well, I mean, sometimes yeah. when I look at Emily's stuff, it's just like, man, that the photo you're posting 
would have cost like thousands of dollars. Literally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. But that, that's kind uh, of what always, I'm saying. I always blown away. So it doesn't surprise me that, that people reach out to you because, uh, well, I mean, it's not even just that. And not to like sit here and just compliment you over and over. But like <laughs> what I, what I've also like always liked about your stuff is, um, you know, you're, you're actually doing a review a lot of the time, but not yeah. all the time, which is fine too, because you're just, you're just playing, right? Like you're doing different things. Some shots you're, you're like you said, you're glamored up 110%. And then you do other things where you don't even have a lick of makeup on it. And that's <laughs> awesome too. Um, and it's like that full kind of spectrum. And I know you like, I want to ask you about this after you don't have to get into it now, but I saw, I saw today, I don't know how long it's been there, but you, you're studying, uh, it was like Cicerone. Uh, anyway, I know, yeah. I know you had mentioned that you wanted to do that a long time ago. I wasn't sure um, where you were with that, but anyway, just back to what Craig was talking about. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. I, I don't know how I feel about it, to be perfectly honest. But I, I'd hope to think that the breweries have some kind of concept that the level of effort, that just to use Emily again as an example, that that goes into one of those posts, and like you said, the level of effort of the person who can't even like take the time to put the can in front of the glass on top of their stove or fill it up the full their, way like beast up pan in the background <laughs> with no review, just some hashtags that Me. that's like some kind of value that deserves to be, I don't know, sent con uh, sent cans to. And like, I think the idea, I think the reason why that probably happens is that the breweries are like, look, it's, it doesn't cost us anything to send a bunch of people some cans. So let's just send it to fucking everybody we can find. But at the same time, I think what it, that ends up doing, and they probably don't realize it, I know me and Craig have talked about this a lot, is that length. Um, you have people just starting crappy beer accounts on, on Instagram solely to get free beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that, that all that ends up doing is... Um, just like harassing the, yeah. the breweries and then stopping them from wanting to do this. Cause I'm sure yes. they're just, you know, what? no more. I'm not sending anything to anyone. Mm. This is just, out of hand. Mm. because like sending, saying no to people is gotta be awkward too. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have it as a brewery. Yeah. But I heard stories about that, you know, breweries like, oh, yeah. for example, it's not me, but I know a person who have a beer account wrote to a brewery saying like, Hey, I would like to visit, you know, and talk with you guys, exchange, and, you know, to know more about the brewery. So what would be the best time to visit you guys? And the person answered answer the, the beer blogger, oh, we don't give any free stuff. <laughs> and that wasn't even what so you asked. I get what you say. Like, yeah. they're probably so tired of it. Yeah. But I don't understand that. I, I mean, me, my, my uh, you know, my Moxus uh, Operandi, is to give, 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 and then ask, you know? Not yeah. go and say, okay, I have uh, 300 uh, followers, uh, give me free beer, you know? It's, yeah. For me, it's just, my mother didn't raise me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that so is I'm the best way. That people are actually doing that because yeah. they are doing it because breweries, you know, and this is one, um, one anecdote, but there's like, I have a... a already three other one popping in my head you know so yeah I, it's true and it makes maybe the breweries uh, 
Yeah, it burned them, so it, yeah. it, they're yeah. not inclined to give after that, you know. And that's which the problem. Is sad. Yeah, because it's not about. But I understand them. No, absolutely. It's more like these people have poisoned influencer marketing uh, to the breweries because often, the, and this is, comes back to my original point, the breweries don't always have a marketing, like a trained marketing person working for them, making the decisions like Noah was just saying, over, and just sending them to everybody rather than like, all right, instead of sending them to 50, let me just send them to 15 people. And these people have great content and they'll do it without being paid. They'll do it for product. And I, I appreciate their accounts. Um, you know, I, I'll, I can be transparent. One of our clients for, um, for our company's Echo Session Ales, and I helped him create his um, uh, influencer marketing list. And there were people he originally came to me, and I was like, no. And this is why. And then some of them he said, no, 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 let me send them anyway. And then he decided to take them off later and, but because mm. of the performance. So it's more like, and that also comes back to what you were saying earlier, Emily, about what's their marketing budget. Well, whilst it, like, it might cost them like whatever, dollar fifty for the beer or two bucks for the beer. Even if you send one beer, it's minimum ten or fifteen dollars shipping. So like mm-hmm. you add that up over fifty people, that's hundreds of dollars. Like pushing a thousand dollars for one beer campaign every every time you drop a beer, you're going to send it to all these people who are, and and then what value are they delivering to you? So like. I yeah. guess I wanted to use this as a good opportunity because all three of us do this stuff in very different ways, but there's, pr- yeah. there's proven value over time, particularly like, like Noah was saying with what mm-hmm. you do, like even just thinking about the, like an hour, a couple hours preparation, just like, I mean, the one shot that pops into my head, you mentioned body suit before. I remember you did this blue thing where it was like a, a, the background was blue. The whole suit was blue. Yes. And, and I think it was for a gin. Yeah, one. I had a shaker. And the gin, it was for the blue Royale, I think, or something like the blue wire. Yeah, yeah. Tiff, uh, we went there. We went there the same day, and we missed you though. You went there the morning. We went there the evening. I know. Yes. God damn it. Right. The only time to see anybody that we know. <laughs> damn it. But yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. I know. Uh, we're this close. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. But I feel like at the end of the day, like the I, I don't want to, that to happen. As far as what you were talking about with your friend, that the breweries get burnt by too many people asking them because all of us have friends. I've had them send me screenshots of the dumb shit that people ask them for because it's ridiculous. Like it's so ridiculous, these people. And I think you're a hundred percent right. You've said that. That was the best way I've heard it said, like give before you ask, before you try and take. And I, and I think the three of us and among many others have lived that. We've made sure we've given back. I paid for everything for years. Uh, You know, every piece of content you saw that was, all of us paying for these products and then eventually it gets to the point where, you know, you still buy stuff, but less and less because you don't need to as much just because you're trying to satisfy the people who want your content. And I I want to express that everybody has, a lot of people have a like, I need this now, now, now. I want to be, I want 20,000 followers next week. And instead of slowly growing it over time, it's people get impatient and they start asking and it becomes a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and the thing is, when you grow too fast, your engagement rate is shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. This is the thing. Yeah. Like, I saw it because I can't see likes on Instagram. <laughs> Yo, mine, I, I can too. It. It's weird. I see it. Yes. Yeah, it's really strange. When you grow too fast, the, the engagement rate doesn't follow. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends how 
you grow. Why? If you do all day, then you're going to have a huge engagement rate and grow super fast. But you know what all day is? No, I don't. Occupation double. You don't know occupation double? Oh my God. Okay, let me teach you. It's a. <laughs> Break it down. It's like the bachelor kind of tele uh, reality. Oh, okay. So you got like all uh, single people. And, you know, they are together in a mansion or whatever. And after there's a one lucky couple that wins, I, I think it's $100,000 or a house. I don't remember. So I, I have a friend who did it. And she, she went from 32K to uh, 170K in like a month. <laughs> and her engagement, engagement rate is super good because people saw her on television and stuff. So, but anyways, it's the only way. Do all day. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. No, I, don't do no, 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 no. I never do that. I know what you mean. We've been. I've watched other different reality people, like you know, there's some other ones that have come up where they start with nothing, and you watch them, you follow them, and every day they're going up by a hundred thousand followers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's different ways to go about it, but I feel like there's definitely a lack of. I guess all of this to say, there's a lack of understanding of this whole world, um, both from a brewery side and from the the Instagram is yes. or whatever because and also you know breweries don't look up things like it. I know people are receiving tons of beers, but they never answer to their comments. Even I, when I write to them, they take like ten days to write me back, but they have like six thousand followers. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, breweries needs to be more aware of things like that. Does the influ I say influencer, but does the content creator engage with his uh, fan base or not yeah. because you know it's it, it could be you know i'll buy likes or you know buy fake followers you don't know so you, breweries needs to dig a little deeper yep. before sending things to everyone you know pe the person can have 300 followers but if the person is super engaged super kind uh, uh, is following tons of other breweries you know is out there is very interested yeah. by the beer culture then why not send it to a three, 300 per, uh, follower account, you know? So this is things you need to look out for. It's the same thing for me. When a brewery approached me and said, hey, I'm going to send you a can, do a post. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yes, but no, thank you. You know, I'm just like, why? No, no, you need to be kind and give, give, give. If it's, even if it's just, you know, a like or a comment or you need to be kind. You you know you need to be implicated in the in yeah. the in the the community. Mm. And I think breweries sometimes they don't do the work. You know they don't dig. They don't go deep enough. Yeah. You just oh the person talk about the okay let's send it to him. Oh the person have a uh, six thousand followers. Uh, let's send them let's send uh, sorry my English. Yeah, that's okay. Mm. Let's it's send good. it to him. <laughs> so so that's, I think there is work to do on both sides. hundred percent agree. That's a really interesting point you just made, Emily, that so you feel that it's important for the brewery to establish a relationship with the creator prior to um, asking them to do something because it's the same thing, I guess, as it's almost like if the Instagrammer is commenting and following the brewery and commenting a lot before requesting a package or whatever, you feel it, it should be both ways. This is the first time I've heard this. Can you yeah. talk more about that? Because I think that's a really, really yeah, great, it's a great point. Um, 
for example, uh, let's take Ralbock. Okay. Since day one, Ralbock, they like all my things. They answer my stories. You know, they reply to my stories. They're really out there. So once they say, hey, Emily, can you talk about that beer? I'm like, bring it on. You know? <laughs> right. I don't even ask questions. I don't even try to beer. I'm going to give, you know, an honest review. And because they're always there for me. Same thing with Bruski Guillaume. <clears throat> In one festival, I was circled by trolls. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. when I get bullied, I just oh, freeze, you know? And I, I felt like I was in high school again. And Guillaume just went into the circle and was like, does anybody know her? Uh, well, but no. Do you know her? Well, you don't know her, so fuck off. And they oh, all shit. left. So Guillaume, wow. asked me to walk on the hands. I'm going to do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Whatever. yeah, so, wow. yeah, so... That's important or, to you. you know, for example, many breweries are writing to me and, you know, they make me a big letter talking about how hard it is and the difficulties they're having. Even if they don't like my post or they're just following me since two days, if they're sincere, if they're, you know, I, I'm sensitive. I'm, I, I'm human. So if you, I, you tell me, for example, McFerlay, McFerlay, I don't know how to pronounce, but it's M-A-C-F. E R L Y McFurley McFurley Yeah okay ah, I need to from ask Quebec? how to pronounce it Where are they from but Yeah they they follow uh, they're from Ange Gardien Okay in in Quebec Yes okay yes it's uh, close to Granby Ah I see okay I'm there And um, so they they reach out to me and they were not following me since a long time but They were so sincere and so passionate, and they really wanted my feedback. They never asked for uh, publication, and I, I did one, I think, uh, yesterday or the day before, because, you know, because they were so sincere, like, hey, whatever you can talk about, if you don't like the beer, tell us, you know, they were so, so, yeah, it, it, don't say, like, hey, this is my beer, I give you one, can you do me a post? No, it's just, you know, so I, I'm sensitive and I'm touched and I, I, you know, it's because of the breweries that I'm here today. So it's just natural for me to give back, Maybe even if it's not the same brewery, like a, a young from Brewski is super nice, but even if it's a new brewery that comes in and, you know, if the person is, Uh, honest and, and authentic and is very, you know, uh, yeah, honest with me. Well, I'm here for that because breweries have been there for me and it's because of them that I'm here right now. And yeah, so I think it's, you know, an exchange all the time. And yeah, so be kind. <laughs> I couldn't actually oh. agree more. Yeah. I mean, mo like everything that I've done over the last eight years has been, as to a certain degree tied into that because all I, I would say almost all of my success is due to the relationships I've built with these brewers. And it, it it's, it's kind of like this history of Facebook almost like I've, I've Quebec, it seems like in Quebec we're very Facebook centric, especially at least in the beer scene, huge, huge Facebook yeah. um, scene. And like over the years, I've established all these relationships with these guys when they were just starting out. Some of them weren't even brewers and now they're head brewers at breweries. So like I've been, it's been like this long journey. So like Francis Richer from Harry Canna, I've known since he was uh, just Gluten doing work. home brewing and whatever, like, like a bunch of those guys. And so it's like, 
it's always been this really personal thing. Um, and that's also one of the reasons why I think people think I get all the beer. It's not, I don't necessarily always get all the beer because I'm beerism. It's also, it's like these relationships that I've, that I've built over the years and these connections and, and like almost all of them never have any expectations from me, or at least they don't say it. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know, but it's like, Hey, I, I want you to try this. Let me know what you think or whatever. Or like, Oh, I, you gotta, I, I, you know, they're just, almost, I feel like they're more excited for just to talk about the beer that they're sending me and to see my thoughts on it than they are about the content I'm going to create for it. Mm. And I think that's really cool too. And just like chatting about it and whatever, like I have so many group chats with a lot of these guys and it's just, it's just so much fun. And like you said, whenever someone reaches out and they're, they're a little too cold and direct, it, it always kind of rubs me the wrong way too, a little bit. Mm. Um, and I, and you know, my content is very, um, it's, it's, it's a very, if you send me a beer that I'm going to do something with, you know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Whereas with you two, it can be different things. It can be <laughs> a video, it can be a story, it can be both, it can be some elaborate, crazy shot that looks like a professional thing. It can just be you in your kitchen. Who knows, right? Like, there's a whole gambit. For me, it's very, it's it, it's, it's either you're getting nothing or you're getting what you pretty much expect. Right. I guess there's a difference between if I just, like, do a blog, if I do a whole blog post on it an article versus just some social media stuff. But anyway, all this to say, um, whenever someone's like, uh, can I send you a pen? I want, uh, I want, I'd love for you to take a picture or can you just take a picture? And it's just kind of like this, it's just like kind of a real presumption with it. And I guess like that is kind of what I do, but at the same time, um, I'm more inclined to do it if they're like, Hey, uh, we have this new beer. Can I just send it for, to you to try? I, we'd love your feedback. Then those are the people who are probably going to get the, the actual post quicker right so it's all about that yeah i think i never really i didn't think of it like this and you guys are both making it this is actually a really cool point speaking of that alex from sharp leave just commented said noah and then the little heart emoji with the face and the hearts around it like he's a, and, and and i really like i feel like that's it and that's I was what thinking about alex when i was talking saying about that. that see he knew he knew there is something to be said about that and i think you guys are so right because it's about the relationships over time. And I guess the difference that we have compared to you guys, that like the relationships for me didn't really come from Facebook as much. They have recently, I guess, because of COVID. But before we would do podcasts, we travel somewhere, we go to the brewery and the podcasts themselves go for two, three hours. And usually you're there for an hour beforehand and you might hang out afterwards. So like you spend that much time with these people that you didn't know from shit. And a lot of them like don't know what this is about. What, and then by the end of it, you're like best friends and then you're supporting it forever. So I've been able to create those relationships exactly like you guys in a, in a different way. And I've noticed what that means. And it's just longevity, basically what you guys were saying it's over time. Like if you're in, and I guess the advice to newer people is like create relationships. Don't just go begging for beer because I would actually just say it doesn't bother me that much if someone hits me up and go, hey, I'd love it if you posted a story or a post or a one-minute review or whatever because you're being direct. That's what you want. That doesn't really piss me off that much. I'm not really rubbed the wrong way because they're like, that's what I want. I'm like, oh, okay, well, fine, fine, then. all right, let's see. And if you ask, I'll be more inclined to do it, to be honest, 
because I'm not offended by that directness. It doesn't bother me because they know that's the content I create. And it is. So I'm like, okay, that's what you want. Well, my right. If you were direct enough to ask, then, you know, you close mouths, don't get fed type of shit. So uh, I find it. But at, at the. Oh, that's really interesting too, though. Yeah. Like it, it just doesn't bother me. It never has. And I always point out, I'm like, yeah, I would say, Tiff, Rena, look at this guy. He's hitting up last for this. I'm like, all right. But like at the same token, now it's to the point, and I know you guys are the same. I'm, you know, there's been a significant increase in uh, beer mails over uh, COVID, and I'm barely able to keep up at this point. Um, and I'm trying to. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're all got it because I know that we all get the same stuff. And um, oh yes, <laughs> you know, on top of other different individual stuff. So if there's similar ones we get, but I'm sure we all. I know, Emily, you get stuff from the states. I get Ontario stuff. Noah has a bunch of relationships here with people I don't know as well. So I find that like I always try to at least if I get a package, I'm like, all right, let me do something sooner than later. So at least I could put one thing out for them. And then if they don't get any more, and this is actually Noah, you would because I was always trying to cover everything. And now it's to the point where it's just not possible. So if you can cover one beer in some shape or form, and then that's what they get. So I guess there's probably quite few people without problem. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it's a super interesting conversation. Though. It's just because a lot of people don't understand it, and they, and and there's this thing as well, us being on the the social media side, like the agency side, that all of our clients and we work with a bunch of clients all over a lot of American companies, and people reach out wanting exorbitant and like we're you know in our world they want beer. It's a three to seven dollar can. We have a hotel company where people ask for a week of stays for free that's worth thousands of dollars and they've got 400 followers with shitty photos. And really? the audacity and entitlement of people in this day and age is fucking insane. I can't express it. And you think beer is bad? Beer, the value of it is so low. When it comes to other things, the exact same shit happens, but it's worth three grand for a week at this hotel, but then they... And then do you have to come back to them? Cool. So give me your media kit. I want to see some examples of uh, results that you have. Give me some stats, some engagement stats, blah, blah, blah. And, and then crickets so as soon as you ask and them. They, they run away. Because anybody thinks that, that people do really think, and then no shade to folks, but 500 people is not a following really. Like Emily, you made it for beer. Maybe it is. If you've got 500 people and you've got a really strong engagement and people do it, then maybe it, there's some value in it. But you know, in most other industries, it's, it just doesn't cut it and there's no real value. So it really depends on what it is. And people have to be kind of aware of that. I guess we're talking about breweries. So it is a bit different, but, you know, like say Echo, some of the ones he likes don't have many followers, but he's just like, I just like them. I like their vibe. I like their photos. I like the way they do it. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I would probably tell you not to send it to them, but if you like it, then you do your thing type of thing. So yeah, I just I really hope that if any breweries are listening to this and, and also Instagram is that the breweries just need to really think about what they want from it. And now the advice from you guys I think is more valuable than than what I'm saying is that the relationships are so incredibly important. I really I really didn't consider that as much before. And I think a lot of the, 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 the breweries that get it are the ones that are on social media and interacting mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they, they are the ones who know, cause I even see, like I have some brewery owner friends who give beers to people who don't even have like blogs or Instagram accounts with followers. They're just, 
dudes who know a lot about beer and have a lot of friends who respect their opinion. And so it's like, in a way, I think they're just, it's like a gift. But another way, I think they also know that like they're probably going to post about it and talk about it or have some group chat with their friends or whatever. So like and their friends will listen getting, to them. Getting the beer in the right Never hands. Never underestimate mouth to ear. Yeah, exactly. Like, still very powerful. Mm. Yeah. Even if we have social media and everything, like yeah, yeah. Uh, mouth to ear is that an expression? Word of word of mouth. It's called word of mouth. Word of mouth. Word to mouth. Word of mouth, which actually <laughs> makes really no sense at all. <laughs> mouth, yeah, word of. Mouth to ear actually makes more Yeah, mouth to ear makes way more sense. I'm going to talk, I'll, I'll message the, uh, the marketing curriculum at Concordia. I'll get them to fix that. Um, yeah, this is just fascinating because you're right. And I feel like I didn't think of it, but a lot of people say to me as well, and Emily, like Noah, you just said this, and Emily, I bet they say it. They go, oh, I just want you to try it, man. I'm like, I'm going to fucking do content. Dude. Like, of course I'm going to do content for you. Cause like, I love you. You're, you're a friend. And some of these people become your real friends, but also yeah. we respect, and this comes back to Emily, what you were saying as well. Like we respect that this costs them money. We never take it for granted. And we want to make sure there's value, uh, given in, in exchange for that, because this is a small business. And right now, small businesses are hurting more than ever, particularly, you know, it's tough for a lot of breweries, particularly those yeah. with tap rooms and stuff. And the fact that, like, I didn't expect to that it would be like this. I thought we it wouldn't be many beer mails throughout all this, but it's been probably 10x what it would normally be, not really exaggerating that much. Like, it's been a no. little... Yeah. yeah. it's And, you know, I want to support them all as much as possible. And even though, like, I was, we post every single day, and I'm pretty sure you post pretty much every day as well. Emily, Noah, you always post something as well. I feel like three of us are very active. Yeah, I try to do daily, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I was thinking, like, uh, oh, yeah, I actually want to take, oh, it's called Boombox. It's at the top. Boombox. Just getting my next beer. She's very kind. I was sometimes like, oh, well, what? Oh, you got Boombox? Oh, that's mixed. You're thinking mixtape. This is mixtape. No, Boombox. Oh, Oh. it's so good. It's from Baron. Oh, Box. You're just so lucky. So good. No, I uh, shouts to Nathan. So yeah. our, our good friend yeah. Chris works for Sankiam and Jacob, the owner, is a friend of all of ours. And I know him, I guess, because of Noah. So Nate is in Ottawa. Nathan writes for BOS. He's our blogger. Uh, main, he writes the blogs. So he, him and I did a trade and he just, Chris gave them to him. So he sent them down. So try, are you guys doing a second beer? Uh, like, uh, or are you going to go straight to Stout? Well, I can present my second beer, but I, I'm going to be drunk if I drink the three beers. <laughs> that's what I was, I was yeah, just going to do. I think I'm going to do two if that's cool tonight. Okay. So, Are you guys ready? But I can out. present the second one. Okay. If you want to show us what just you're going to do, Emily, two. and then Noah can uh, show us his, and you can just go straight to the stout. I'm just trying to get rid of stuff. No, 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 no worries, man. Oh, you can all drink whatever we want. Thank you. So what do you got, Emily? Tell us. Into the so cloud. Again with Miss Again. Nice. Is so it above? This one is called Above the Nuage. Above I love the that cloud. name. I've you, always loved that. Do you that. guys know what it's from? Yes. Well, it's it's just a French English no. combo, right? Yeah, but like, you know, it's a yeah. thing. Oh. It's a, Above the Clouds. It's Gangstar featuring Inspect the Deck. 
a song from uh, oh. one of their last albums. So, because it's their hip hop, like Mark Andre is a rapper, so that's why he. he uh, yeah. um, There's probably a connection to music, yes, because there yeah. are uh, a few members of Mesodem were in a metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're probably very uh, music. Uh, music inclined? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And that one is brewed with lactose and uh, oh, milk sugar, not and milk sugar. Oh. Emily, not are you lactose, um? That's the same thing. Are you uh? Are you team oh, lactose? Really? Just because I thought it was two things, but it was just a translation. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Are you um? Are you team lactose? Are you uh, what? Are you team lactose? Are you? Oh yes, I am. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Boom, Noah. Take that. Now Noah's Boom. team lactose. <laughs> no one pretends like he uh, isn't, but he is. Yeah. All right. All yeah, right. Uh, I, all right. So I, I I have far too many beers in the cellar. Um. So I went for something really old. Okay. So this beer is older than my son. It's Ooh. a 2012 um, Saint Ambroise Imperial Stout. So That's this funny. beer is eight years old. <sighs> Matt from Vox so, and Hops was drinking whoa. this too. Why, why, why did you choose that one? Um, Because I wanted an Imperial Stout that was 341 milliliters because I didn't want to drink too much tonight. And I for, it's like I have, I have this cellar where I have shelves and shelves and shelves of beer, but I end up taking all the beer I drink off the floor because those are the ones I just got and I forget about the stuff that's been sitting there for eight years. So oh, yeah. It needs to get drank. I respect it. I just thought it was funny because this you, beer ages well. I don't know about eight years in. I, I think I had a five-year-old version recently, and okay, it smells pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Alex from uh, Sean Bleeb said, "Here we go again about lactose." Alex, I'm kind of over it. Do you know what's really funny? I had like a really, really good milkshake IPA a couple nights ago, and I just was. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm not over lactose, but I think it's now, oh, look at that sexy glass right there. I feel like it's more about smoothie sours, you know? Whoa. <laughs> Guys, cheers. Daddy, Get in ya. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, yeah, this is killer. Man, Sankey M. Sankey M's double, uh, double IPAs is just ridiculous. <laughs> Oof. Um, Noah, how's that? Um, I think it's past its prime, but it, uh, for an eight-year-old stout, it's doing quite well. Yeah, it's a bit thin. Like, what happens is the I feel like over time it kind of loses its its bitterness. It loses its body a little bit, almost, mm. or not necessarily its body, but it's um like the the flavor. It, it ends up tasting more watery. If that makes any sense. I, I know exactly um, but mean. often with, with stouts, it can get into like that soy sauce flavor thing, or it gets way too much tasting like sherry or like cardboard a little bit in my experience. But this doesn't have that. Um, it's surprising. These beers, as much as San Ambois does the like the terrible diacetyl buttery thing and a lot of their IPAs and stuff, this one, they're, they're Imperial Stout and they're... Um, they don't call it a barley wine. They call it their, uh, I don't know, but they come, they come out every year in those, in those, in those we, big cans. Right? Yeah. So those I like, I like those. Better than some of the 
like any beers I've ever had. Like I've had that barley wine like five, six, seven years old, and it and it's it's beautiful. Um, but this is surprisingly good. It doesn't have any oxidized flavors. Like the it just looks amazing. It's got that beautiful like um, espresso head going on. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. That it's, yeah. uh, that, that it's still surprisingly, well, the booze is like gone completely. What's so the eight? Like, it's ten percent. Ten, but it's, it drinks like a six percent beer right now. It's um, I have a whole bunch of different years, so maybe I'll start cracking them. All. Do a vertical, <laughs> Just break them all open. Vertical. Do you have much of a uh, a cellar at home, Emily? Actually, my apartment is too small, so I put everything in my fridge, and I cut on the food. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do well, that. I have like a small space where I put all my food and I need to take everything off in order to get my eggs and everything else is beer. <laughs> I feel you. And I have also, um, I live in an old apartment that was renovated, but there's a, a one closet that is still not uh, very well isolated. So in the winter, especially, it's like a like a cold room, like, nice. you know, it's, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they used yeah, to yeah. have that in the houses. Okay. So that's what I have. I can, that's my, my cellar is a cold room. Oh, I wish I had a real one, but because in the summer it gets very hot too. Wow. So in the winter, I can at least store some beer there. And my, uh, my landlord said, Oh, I have a huge fridge downstairs. You can, you know, store your beers there. And I'm like, no, if I don't see them, I forget them. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I uh, know I can't. <laughs> uh, Tiffany yeah, is. Uh, my fridge is. Uh, Tiffany's like, tell me about it. Huh? <laughs> Tiffany says, tell me about it. We used to have food in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the problem is though? And the main thing is like right right behind this camera here, we had to buy a. Uh, it's like a big t- television unit, got the TV, and then a big unit, and the whole unit is my cellar because it used to be over there on the floor. There was like. 50, 60 bottles on the floor and then Tiff was had enough of it. So we put it in this and because of COVID, I have about, I, I think I count like, it's like 150 cans and bottles next to the bed in just boxes plus a beer fridge plus the food fridge is 50% beer. It's And the problem is that most of the beers in those fridges are shit like this that can't sit out. So only the barrel-aged sours and stouts and stuff can stay out. Everything else has to... Maybe the crispy boys can stay out too, but most things have to go in. I feel like it's uh, it's an apartment. Uh, I've been to your apartment, Emily, so I know what you're talking about. I have a similar size place. Yeah, it's true. Yes, very uh, that one night with Pia. Shout out Pia. Um, back when you could see humans, what? remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Oh, and I remember we had the Hong Kong beer that time. Yes, that was very remember? cool. I remember very well. That yes. was cool. Yeah, that was fun, man. It was cool. It was good to see. Uh, yeah, you definitely had the whole fridge. I saw it. Your fridge was like 70% beer for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, it's just because everything is is haze or smoothie sours or something that can't uh, can't can't stay warm. So yeah, and that makes well, that- it makes it. That's the thing that you two are in love with, too. Mm-hmm. You two are haze, haze boys and girls. We are indeed. As uh, yeah, I think you call yourself a, a any IPA monster. Yes, like the <laughs> Cookie Monster, but for, <laughs> but for haze. <laughs> yeah, 
As, as, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be the snippet right there. <laughs> yeah, there. that's going on the internet. Um, nah, man, I love it. So I need to take I need to go to the bathroom real quick, but I wanted to get into um, how it just since we're talking about all this type of stuff, which is interesting. I feel like maybe we don't really talk about these things a lot on here, and it might be beneficial both for breweries and for other people just to know how all of this really weird world kind of works um, because all of us are so very different, but we also deal with a lot of the same things, which is, which is kind of cool. Something that you do. I, I do want to hear, I want to hear you talk about this. So I'm trying to think of something else in the meantime, you can talk. I'll be back in 30 seconds, but I wanted to get into how you started working with um, maybe what the difference between a paid campaign and a, a, a product campaign would be for you. Um, because we've been dealing with that as well with both with for BOS and for TIFF's um, Liquid X Happiness as well as far as if a brand pays you, what do you do versus if it's, you know, just for product. And then also you, we've been working with tourism offices, which is something that we do as well, and that's been a, a really good um, resource to continue travel and to do interesting things. So maybe talk about the giveaways. I noticed you've done a lot of giveaways recently. You had the big one. We had the Rallabock thing and these other boxes. We had one today with Amaral, which was super cool. Um, do you want to maybe talk about how those giveaways come about and how you run them and stuff? I'll be back in just a sec. Because, well, it's just because, like I said earlier, like the breweries and people were there for me. So as I was reaching for 40K, I was like, is it's my turn to give back, you know? So when breweries were giving me beers, bringing me beers, I was saying like, hey, can you bring me two extra of that one? So I'm going to add it to my package. And then I build up a package. It took, it took like weeks to build it, but I finally did it. And this is why I decided, you know, to do that much giveaways because I feel like I'm receiving a lot, but don't give a lot to my uh, fan base. So I really wanted to you know, give back to them because if they were not following me, I would not be there today. So it's because of them that I'm working, you know, and I can um, pull pull my uh, needles out of the game, we say in French, <laughs> but like uh, uh, be able to, because I don't work as an actress, I don't right. work as a performer. So it's only La Tibia that gives me a revenue right now. So yeah, I thought like they're there for me. They're following me, supporting me since day one. So why should I be selfish and keep it all for myself, you know? So I said, instead of giving it to my neighbors or share with, sharing it with my family, I'm going to share it with some beer lovers who are following me because they're probably liking beer, you know? So, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a good idea. And, and I mean, um, it, it, it also, I imagine, helps kind of uh, improve visibility on those posts too, which ultimately yes. ends up but uh, I love the sentiment of it and uh, I, I imagine it, it did pretty well like you yes yeah especially with hot culture you know because I worked with them this summer and we built up a nice relationship and are those the know, glassware so... guys what's that sorry are they are they the guys that build glassware yes no. yes yeah, okay. culture. Yeah, yeah yeah they do like okay. super cool glassware and yeah, so they were very kind to me, like, because I was, you know, well, I say working, but nobody was paid. Like I did a, right. a, 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 a 
I don't know if it's called a podcast, but, um, no, a panel. Right. We did a panel. Mm. So, so yeah. So after that, we were we built a relationship, and then I asked, "Hey, can you help me? I'm doing this giveaway," and they said, "Yeah, sure. What 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 glass do you want?" I was like, "What?" Mm. So yeah. So uh, I'm, I yeah. So giveaways. You know, I do it for me, but I always, I also, for me and my fan base, but I also doing it for the breweries. Like right. in my last giveaway, I said, oh, if you follow all the breweries above, I give you a little extra in your prize. So I try, you know, to, yes, yeah. it's for my account. Yes, it's for my fans, but it's also to give extra visibility to, for example, Ralbuck, when I talked to Pia about my giveaway, it was like, oh, do you want a coffret? I was like, yeah, sure. And he gave me the coffret and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So it's to give visibility to other breweries, to myself, of course, but also to give back to the community because it's so important. You, you cannot be selfish in 2020. You cannot. You cannot. You, you need to be kind. You, like, it's not. You know, the Steve Jobs method it was so popular in the 90s. You know, you need to be rough. You need to be rough, you know. But now it's all about kindness. And, yeah, so I thought they were so nice to me, everyone. So why should I, shouldn't I give back to them, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. that's great. And it comes back to relationships. I missed the first part, but it sounds like it's all about relationships once again. Of yeah. course, always. I, 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 I like that a lot. Last year, whenever we've done a giveaway, I've always reached out to breweries to be like, hey, do you want to be a part of it? And, you know, whatever they give me, I don't get any of it. I'm giving it away to the people and shipping it out and making sure that they followed them all as well. And I think that, that wouldn't have been able to happen if it wasn't for those relationships. So I definitely agree that that's super important. And and I feel like giveaway giveaways are cool. I think they're a really great way to grow your account. They're a great way to get up yeah. to partner. I feel like the partners in the giveaways, so say a content creator like yourself, any any uh, brand that partners with you is definitely going to get a lot of value from doing that. Yes, especially when the like my 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 followers are super engaged. Like it's great to have likes on your pictures, but you need to look at the comments. You know. If people just like your picture, non comment, but it it brings comments, so it brings value to them as yeah. well. Like I did the the giveaway, and all you had to do was following me and Carl, and Carl gained like almost five hundred followers. That's crazy, Jesus. Which is crazy, you know. So I'm glad I can bring my super engaged followers to another crowd, you know. This is what I like. It's hey, you want to do a beerism giveaway? <laughs> of course, whenever you want, man. I'm super uh, open to it. <laughs> I like that. It didn't fell into a deaf ear. <laughs> hear about it. Okay, we'll make it a three-way giveaway yeah. then. All right, let's do that. No, I think even like the collab yes, giveaways and let's stuff. Let's do a big giveaway. Yeah, I'd love I to do love that. Giveaways. We were going to do one. So every year on Saturday, I, me and Matt started last year. We Matt from Vox and Hops, we did a uh, top 10 breweries in Quebec for the year. We did a giveaway. We did a whole thing. It was a different time a year ago, obviously. This year, we're bringing yeah. Noah into that. Noah's doing the blog. I'm doing the video. Matt's doing the podcast. We decided not to do a giveaway. It was just a bit much to organize. But I feel yes. like if there's something cool that the I feel like the three of us actually that would make a lot of sense. 
I feel like we could do something cool, bring in a couple of brands and do something. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I, that's actually really, really yeah, cool. Because sure. even Tiff was saying the other day, she's I like, we should that. do, yeah. And I, I noticed you've been doing a lot of them and some might been on my mind. Tiff the other day like was like, yeah, we should do a giveaway. Why haven't we done a giveaway for a while? I'm like, fuck, you're right. Like, And then I've been seeing you do it so much. So I think it'd be fun to do a collaborative one because once again, everybody wins when we know that there's a, a return for everyone. Whenever we do them, everybody wins. Like, like I see the numbers. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk about was the the interesting thing that you do that very few people I see do is, is work with the tourism offices and other big brands like that. How did you start doing that and how does that work for people who don't really know about that? I mean, it's a weird time um, for that too, being that no one's fucking traveling so <laughs> or shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be traveling. Well, it started... Well, like you said, when you started, you were buying a lot of lots of beers, and then gradually you you bought less, and you were receiving more. It's the same thing with travel. So at first, I was like, okay, but you need to be focused on what you want to do. Like for me, it's more the East Coast, and I focus toward that, towards that, towards that, towards that all the time, and I don't get that much uh, paid gig for trips but it's getting there slowly you know it's it's local and then it goes bigger bigger and I went to Cooperstown in New York you know in, in New York State so yeah I think it's just don't forget for example when I do a post on when I'm in New York City I before I post I go check what is the uh, tourism uh, office do they have an instagram account uh, what is the city tourist uh, office do they have an instagram account what is the foodie uh, uh, biggest uh, blog on for for new york what is the i don't know like new york new york spotter or for if i'm in brooklyn bridge do they have an instagram so i try to tag as much tourism thing that i can do and gradually they start noticing me and then reach out to me, but it's very slow, especially with COVID because nobody travels. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So you need to, once again, give, 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 you know, I tag them, I give them visibility on my account. So it is like that. And how I got the Umagang Greek gig was because of that, because I was always revolving around New York. And at first, the guy was like, oh, Canada. And I was like, no, no, I'm from Canada. And he was like, well, too <laughs> late. <laughs> I already engaged, uh, uh, you know, hired you. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. So he just, uh, he just assumed you wanted to write half your posts in French. <laughs> <laughs> See? The people, you know. They don't do their research, maybe. Yeah. Something. That's no. why I, I'm saying, like, breweries need to dig deeper yeah. it was all to my advantage exactly i was gonna say maybe they don't <laughs> well, actually, well no no don't dig deeper don't don't at all just go for the people with the stove beer photos that's plenty that's fine it's fine yeah yeah that's such an interesting world as well that was the thing like travel is so expensive and that's why we've saved so fucking yes. much money this year because we haven't gone anywhere but working with tourism offices has been a really interesting way to to fund trips and stuff. We've been yeah, we've been able to go crazy places because of like Colorado, Virginia, like Vermont, like they send you out and stuff. Even if you don't get paid and recover everything, it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's, it's something enough. that <laughs> yeah, it's 
yeah, for the most part, it, it basically it's it's good and local. Do you know what's interesting? You said start locally and go bigger. We tried crickets. We went big. Colorado flew us out two weeks. Obscene. So I feel like the interesting thing is the Canadian local ones don't understand it like the American ones do, which is mm-hmm. some of the island. The American ones they they were more picky because. We cover liquid, and if that state doesn't, we were very targeted. Colorado, Virginia, Vermont, all very big on beer and stuff. But like, they have to understand. Like, even though we've worked with Canton de l'Est, which is the Eastern Townships kind of one, and Sherbrooke and stuff. Like, they got it because they have a big beer scene out there. But a lot of the ones that don't have, don't really see the value. Like, they have to understand it. So that's. I like that they're still open to do that, at least even recently, um, mm-hmm. because I guess they would have their budgets. I thought they would have a lot of their budgets cut because they would be having less income from people being there, therefore less money mm-hmm. to spend on on marketing efforts. So mm-hmm. it's an it's an interesting time for that type of thing. Um, the other thing that I want to ask you about that you do, which is similar to Tiffany's uh, blog, uh, platform, is that you work with spirits like probably cider. Uh, I don't know if you do yeah. coffee, but you do other things outside of beer. Tell me about, tell us about that. Like how did that come about? Why did you sort of ex- expand outside of beer? Um, because um, before I started my blog and when I was only drinking you know, white beer. <laughs> um, Good old blog. I was into gin a lot, um, and I I was very into gin before Colorado brought me. Bang! I say back, but bring brought me to beers, the beer scenery. But after a while, I was like, "Hey, I do like gin," and yeah. I feel like uh, about democratization of the beer. Like, um, you know what I mean by democratize? Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, it's more available for everybody, and it's more people know about it. Yeah, well, beer is still very underground, but spirits are more um, out there, let's say. So I I notice when I'm posting about spirits, uh, people are more inclined to to you know they add value to the post. Uh, they're less shy to ask questions. People feel more comfortable with uh, hard liquor. Hmm. Than beers, like beer is still very uh, shady for uh, Mister and Madame everyone, you know. But spirits, it, it's been part of our culture for so long, mm. and it's less, it's more uh, accepted. Yeah, you know. For example, I went to a, I was doing a commercial in Toronto, and I said, "Oh, the the producer asked us, hey, what are you gonna do in your free time?'" You know, I said, "Oh, I'm gonna go visit Bellwoods and this and that." <laughs> and the the producer looked at me like, "Are you gonna be okay for the the the, the filming tomorrow?" We mm-hmm. you know we roll at five thirty thirty, and I was like, if I was talking about wine or spirits, right. I would, for example, oh, I'm gonna go to LCBO to do a little shopping. That's what I told her. I'm gonna go to a uh, Bellwoods to do a little shopping, like beer. There's still this stigma that you see the, you know, the the big bonhomme at the slot machine and smoking a cigarette and drinking it. You know, it's still so. There's so much prejudice, so much stigma around beer that you don't find around 
liquor, her liquor spirits. So that's why I talk about spirits so I can bring people of the spirit world inside the beer world mm. by talking once in a while about spirits. Because my ultimate goal with my blog is when I'm going to be, you know, a very wrinkled woman, <laughs> super rich. I want to have beer everywhere in my plane, in my hotel, in my five-star restaurant. No, we cannot say five-star. In my Michelin restaurant. You know, there you go. My, <laughs> I want my cart of beer everywhere I go. So this is why I do that, you know, to attract people from other um, uh, circles. That's why I'll, I also post a lot about beer and food pairings because food, everyone, you know, foodies and stuff. There's so many food bloggers. So I want to, you know, attract them to say to, to see that you can have beer and be intelligent, be cultivated. And, you know, and I want to show them like the, symphony of flavors that you can have with beer because people think it's only lagers and and then and, and, and black beers and and white beers you know what i mean like there's so much more than that yeah so this is why i post on a not so different topic i try to stay focused like i said i don't want to have i'm not going to talk about jewelry or uh, buttocks or you know what i mean like I'm still trying to stay <laughs> in my circle. In your little box, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, in your personal that, life, in your what? personal life, you talk. Your personal life, you talk about Botox constantly, though, right? Like that's yeah, your. Yeah, yeah, you just won't you stop. Don't see how much Botox I have. <laughs> I'm super sad right now. You cannot see. <laughs> well played, well played. Um, you touched on so many. Um, things there uh so many really interesting things um and, and i think the the val like i i mean i'm assuming breweries understand the value that you're bringing but if they don't i think you just kind of spelled it out whether you were trying to or not in the sense that <clears throat> a lot of the i i'm you know you're an actress i i don't know exactly wh what else you do i see you in a lot of like with these extravagant outfits. I don't know if it's like... It's performance. Performance or whatever. Yeah. I imagine most of the people that you interact with aren't bearded beer nerds in that <laughs> scene. <right>? Sorry. <laughs> or, or even... And, and I, I, not to paint every, like everyone in the same brush or whatever, but I, but I assume the, the, the craft beer scene hasn't infiltrated a lot of those people quite quite a lot it's probably slowly getting there to a certain yeah. degree but anyway all this to say you you have this this wide group of of friends and acquaintances i'm sure and you're you're you know by you focusing so much on craft beer you're bringing all these people into trying these things i see like your pictures you're i'm i'm assuming you just sneak in these ipas into these places when you're not even supposed to or whatever because <laughs> you're taking a photo with like yes. your, Friends in the, like the stage area or whatever, hey, and you're, poor, you're new and like, hey, they're not selling dumbass there. The best for that, like, you, you give me permission to bring my empty cans. This is why I always write at uh, the end of the post because of the law, the can was empty, it was a dummy, you know. But yeah, I have the I got the best bus ever. You, you let me bring, and even sometimes I have a non alcoholic beer so I can bring the whole beer. Uh -huh. And I got a super bus. He, he opens me the gate of a 
all the costumes and I can wear whatever I want. And no, 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 I'm very lucky for that. Yes. And I also, yeah. this is why, you know, I bring beers and then the other artists are like, oh, okay, what is, oh, it's brewed in Montreal. And then I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, the, after the ship, you come in my car, you know, we're going to share <laughs> one. And, and yeah, we did that so many times. Ugh. Great memories. I miss Levitt. Do you also find, though, they're like, oh, where can I buy this? And you're like, yes. oh, you can. Yeah, you, you can. can buy this. <laughs> you're not, yeah. not finding I know. <laughs> That's my favorite. I had a, a friend mm -hmm. message me on Twitter today. My I just did my album. My last EP was with this producer in Cambridge, Ontario. And he, he goes to some different breweries out there. And he was commenting on, I drank a fucking, a brewski last night, a brew juice. It's like, man, you keep posting these mm. beers that look mm. like juice. He's like, where, what, you know, which, uh, which one should I get in the LCBO? I'm like, oh, bro. <laughs> let, oh. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about smoothie sours for a second. It's, it's kind of cute. You're when, talking about post fermentation and then you just lose them. And then I'm like, yeah. So anyway, the fruit is added post. So it's actually be a cocktail, yeah. And they just, I feel like it's, it makes me feel like an asshole all the time because people go, oh, I want to get that. I'm like, oh, you absolutely cannot get this. Like, not because I'm good, but I had to go through a lot to get this fucking beer type of thing, you know? It's a one, it's a one <laughs> downside of beer. And that's what I was going to say before, because you made a good point about spirits bringing everyone together. Because for the most part, if you're drinking a Montreal, like Quebec has some of the best gins I've ever had. Amazing. All the, the small batch gins, disgusting here. Um, but they're available for the most part at SAQ and things like that. But for the beer, they, you just can't get it everywhere. Yeah. And I think that might be part of the stuff because people might be like, if you've got people who follow you from the States, they're like, oh, she's posting this Montreal stuff again, whatever. I can't get it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because even I find myself doing that. Now I'm not traveling. I'm paying less attention to what's happening elsewhere because I just don't care. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be in Vermont next month now, so I, I, I don't care. Post it. Fuck you. Mm. I don't want to see your good-ass beer that you're drinking. So I like that's one problem with beer that is kind of frustrating is the lack of accessibility, I guess, Why? for yeah. everybody. But then it's also if people looked in their own backyard, they'd probably be able to find the equivalent. But maybe for the people who are newer to the world and they're discovering your account or whatever, they might not know all this stuff. Also, tell us what you're uh, cracking. I'm cracking one of my favorite Imperial Stouts. I've and never the had main that reason why I like it is because it's 7.9%. Because you see how big I am? <laughs> I cannot drink a 12% can to myself. So when I went to Le, Los Bruns, Bruno told me about that beer. And I was like, what? Like, this is my imperial stout. You should have called it Stout Imperial La Petite Bière instead of Russe. <laughs> because I like... Wow, because this is the main problem with me. Like, I cannot buy a 12-person Imperial Stout. I mean, I'm going to be wasted if I drink that all by myself. So yeah. this is a great alternative for people that doesn't uh, support uh, high ABV uh, beers. So, yeah, it's a very great compromise, you know. I, like I, I also love, uh, and I think breweries need to do more of these. And I think there is kind of, having a comeback lately but like double stouts or robust porters what's a double stout? like are on the double stout 
is somewhere uh, usually around like uh, eight, nine max, okay. but even as low as seven, five or whatever. Hmm. And then you have like robust porters that can be like seven, seven and a half. I love those beers. I love um, yeah. Imperial Stouts at 10, 11, 12%, like I do. But um, I also love something a bit more in between because it's just yes. this fun compromise, right? Like you can even drink it out of a pint glass at that point, right? Like yeah. it can be something that you're not like sipping like it's brandy. You're mm-hmm. actually drinking it like a beer, um, a- but it still has that richness and that thickness. And I feel a- like that seven and a half to eight and a half range, you can you can still get that. Like um, mm-hmm. Third Moon's, um, their stouts are all double stouts, uh, right? The, uh, not the, well, they've done a bunch of material, but the first one they released, the coffee one, that's a double stout. Each piece to God. Okay. Yeah. That was a so. Go on, Em. Yeah, well, I really, I really enjoy that style too because, um, uh, like, I don't know why they should do like smaller cans. Yes. Why? Because it takes so much space into the warehouse and stuff, but. Yeah, I gotta That's actually. I've always loved pre-COVID, yeah. I was sharing. You know, it was easy. Oh, I can get a fourteen-person set of imperial stat. I don't care. I'm gonna share with with four, like another couple, or but alone, it's just it's ugh, too much. It was interesting. Uh, the other yeah. night, Noah and I did a podcast with um, Brasserie General last week, and they had a new Oreo pastry stat that was ten percent, but they made for me, Noah and Matt. They just just for the podcast, they put it in a 375, 355 mil can just for the podcast so that we didn't have to crack the 750. And I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Like, it's just enough for me. And that's all I need. And I'm good. And I was able to finish most of it. Tiff helped me out a bit, but I was able to do it because we had a bunch of other beers. But mm-hmm. I really think that big stouts, like we're talking about, it. I think, um, Oscar Blue's 1050 was the first one in a small yeah. can. And we've seen a collective arts latest um, Origins of Darkness are now in the small, in the short cans. So I feel like Imperial Stouts in short cans has got to be a 2021 uh, yeah. uh, thing that's going to happen. Beauregard does it. For Beauregard, great example. Yeah, they do. do it. The Red Bull cans. Great example. Yes. Yeah. And they, there are. Beauregard, if you listen to us, like keep doing this. Please, please, Cedric, because please. An imperial stout is so expensive as well because it, you know, it takes so long to to make. I'm not gonna pay uh, sixteen dollars for a can that I'm gonna pour half of it in the drink because I cannot drink it. Not because I don't like it. Messerem did it too. They they release small bottles of uh, three seventy five yeah. milliliters of stout, mm. imperial stout. It was thirteen dollars. Which is great because uh, seven fifty milliliters would be like twenty five plus thirty. Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't drink it. I wouldn't buy it. But the three seventy five is more appealing for me, mm. and I'm sure for you too. Because sometimes oh, yeah. you don't want to. We don't. I, I. When we get older, I don't like to be drunk. When I was twenty, I was like. Ah! <laughs> but you know, now. <laughs> No, I mean, I wish everything was like 200 milliliters. <laughs> yeah. Because that way I can be like, oh, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try this. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. I, I kind of get what they do it home. too. It's, what's that? You're saying flights for home. 
Like as in like yeah. the volume yeah. of a flight yeah. in like, you know, those mini Coke cans that are like, like yes. that big. Yeah. Yeah. It's so small. Yes. The, I never thought but of that. Pia, I talked about that with Pia. I was like, Oh, I have this idea. You know, I could do like flights you can bring home. And he was like, no, it's not going to work. I was like, why? He said, you know, those big cans, how much space they take? I was like, yeah. Well, imagine you have four of them or three of them in one can. So it's three times more space. You need to have a warehouse for that. And breweries don't want to store that. So I was like, okay. Well, there's that. There's also. Think like, of the bottles. The bottles are this tall. Like. About, but it's not just space, I imagine. It's like if you're a brewery, you want your consumers to buy larger volumes of things right because if they if they brewed that then you could just buy one of those right and then spend far less so i think that's part of it too there's also i think also like a psychological component to the the 750 milliliter bottle um whereas you grab a 750 milliliter bottle i think it reminds you of wine you're more inclined to spend 20 bucks on it yeah whereas then if you cut that in half or even even put it at 500 mils. So if imagine a pastry stout uh, in a can, and they're charging 15 bucks for it, you'd probably be like 15 dollars for a non-barrel-aged stout in a can. I think most people, even us as beer geeks, right away it's like alarms. You're like, well, that's just too much money. That's the 15 dollars for a can. Um, but then we all spent. But then you know, 20 bucks for that Buck Canada. Imperial Stout, Pastry Stout, or the Masorum ones too. So I think there's like there's that element of it as well. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because I would I would I love that idea, um, and I think it would be great, especially for the yeah, hype. No. Like you know, if it's a a Saturday and I crack open the a seven fifty barley wine at like three in the afternoon and have a glass and then put it aside and then oh. three hours later I come back and I, like that's what I usually do. Um, that's fine. But like, if I'm trying to review beers and it's yes. Tuesday night, um, honestly, it goes down the drain. That's it. I do that a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, the wine I, stuff I, is if, was, if it's something I'm paying for, I'm not gonna probably drain it unless I don't like it. Yeah. But if it's given to me and I have like a time constraint and I need to get through all this content or whatever, either I I I invested in one of these. Anyway, it's over there. But like you know the the oxygen thing. Yeah, I, I use one of those now, um, so that I can have a little bit more the next day. But what ends up happening is I drink <laughs> half of it, I put it in the fridge, I do the thing, I put it in the fridge, and the next day is like, no, I need to drink these. <laughs> Three days later, I open it and I dump it down the drain. I'm like, what the yeah. God damn it. Yeah, there, there are. I think that's why we all have cellars. That's the problem because there's just no time to really drink it. Like it's it's so much. Even the other night, I had to do beer six thousand. You know, I do my little thing, and I had the six thousandth beer, and I chose. I just got my friend works at Bellwoods. Uh, he hooked me up with their. I was jealous you got that. I wanted to try that guy. It was intense. Oh yeah, it's all that fast, but. Um, it, uh, I split a bit of it with Tiff and I still had to drain even a little bit of it because it was too much. Oh, it was, it was dude, it was so much. And it was like, I only had a, uh, I guess I had, nah, that night, I'm trying to get through stuff because I'm going to Toronto for Christmas and New Year's and staying at Tiff's mom's and not going anywhere. But 
I'm trying to get through stuff and I was like, all right, let me just plow through things. I was just, it was just like, I felt pretty shitty yesterday after drinking it, but it was so intense. And I'm realizing pastry stouts are just a, they are a shareable, even if it's 500 mil, they are a shareable beer, man. Like it's, it's definitely too much. And I was trying to not to avoid it, but this, this not many circumstances where you can drink that to yourself. And that's the problem. Like, it, like if it has I'm going to be a long period of time, you have to do what, like, what I do, where because I know what you, you end up doing, Craig, is you. We have like different approaches. You take days off. I do, but yeah. then the days that you're on, you do a lot of beers. Oh, I go in. Whereas, in, I don't really take days off, but I don't generally do a lot of beers in one day. Or if I yeah. do, I'm starting at noon. You know what I mean? Sorry, like and that sounds worse. But what I mean is like. I'll have a beer at like one in the afternoon and then another one at five. And then maybe like if it's a weekend, maybe I'll have another one in the evening or something. So it's like, there's all this space. And so I'm not even like the alcohol is gone. So, or I'll crack open the, the 750 pastry stout at two in the afternoon and have a glass and then have another glass in the evening. So like, I, I'm not going to say I've burned off all those carbs, but like they're, it's, it's not like, been like drinking a giant glass of that like crazy sugar water it doesn't it doesn't hit me in the same way Mm. i don't feel shitty the next day whereas in what i will say is after these podcasts i often do because we cram three beers into two hours three hours even even though it's two or three hours i feel like if i do back-to-back beers i feel like shit the next day uh whereas if i do a beer at two in the afternoon and then one at five and then one at eight i don't even notice anything Mm. it's like it's like my body recovers but when you when you back to back like that it it just fucks me up so you do the same volume as i do i mean yeah you're only like a year older than me but i do like i get it it's i I find that the days off are so important to recovery i've been this year i've been sick less than i've ever been and I think it's because of very last night I actually broke it because I'm going away and I could wanted. be because not seeing anybody ever. Before. Oh yeah, I'm not traveling. I'm not seeing anybody. There's no exchange of germs. So yes, I think that's true as well. So traveling and seeing humans, and then regulating my drinking because what I used to do before, and this is to oh yeah, I don't know if you guys do the same. I was like drinking. I'm, I'm a my immune system is a pussy. It's shit. Like I feel like I get sick oh, quite. You have the same thing. So. I'd oh, like yeah. to. I'd like to hear your routine, Emily. Actually, so what I do is now I I don't drink on Sunday, Monday, and I don't drink Wednesday. So I drink Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all the podcasts are on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I'm good. And those two days off in a row help me recover after a three day run. And the thing is, so now I'm going to have the stout that we're going to drink. And I won't finish it during the podcast. Then after the stout. I'm going to have to have some smoothies or some shit because I need to get them out. I have to have another couple of beers because I don't have a fucking choice because otherwise everything's going to explode in my fridge. So I'm like always stressed about beer. I'm always stressed about content. I'm always stressed about trying to get through things that breweries have been so kind to give me. But I found that being strict about my drinking days before I used to keep drinking and I wake up in the morning and go, I think I'm going to get a cold today. And then I'd stop drinking and then I'd start again. And that, and I was sick all the time. Now with my new pattern all since March, 
I have been, I'm run, I get run down a bunch. The weather's minus 20 fucking five the other day, yesterday or something. So I feel shit now, but not sick. I just feel tired. Like everyone feels tired when the weather is terrible, Mm. but this Mm. very strict adherence to, Oh no, no, I don't drink Sundays, man. Sorry. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's been very healthy for me personally. Um, Mm. And I've enjoyed it. So I'd be curious to, if you have a, like Noah was saying, maybe drinks every day but spreads it out. I cram it into four days a week. What's your uh, what's your pattern? Now? I share. Okay. <laughs> so I drink um, half a beer to a beer almost every day, but like my instinct is good. Sometimes my body just don't feel like drinking beer, and I listen to it. Good, 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 um, good. And I try to share as much as possible. So uh, I have a, a common door with my neighbors. So sometimes I just knock and say, hey, I have this. It's super good, but I'm just, oh, it's too much. I have the rest. And uh, right now I'm with my family. So, for example, with Amiral, I just got the rum ale. My daddy is a super fan of rum. He goes, hey, daddy, you tried the rum ale. So we right. share it. We split it in three. So, yeah, I try to share as much as I can. And with Carl as well. So, I would be I would be tempted to say that it's very instinctive and I try to share as much as possible and I try to not force myself because I as I say my mother raised me well and she told me <laughs> not to um, uh, not spill and not to waste anything and yeah so I try to you know listen to my body and say okay it's okay Emily it's super good like it's my favorite one but eh you need to drain it because you want to wake up at seven tomorrow, you know? <laughs> so okay. it's pretty instinctive, I would say. I like that. Actually, on that note, that's actually a really good point. People like us, our job, part of our jobs is to promote beer, you know, wine, liquor, whatever, alcoholic products to people. And that's something that we do because we support small businesses. But one part of it that doesn't get spoken about a lot is that balance, is that responsibility to drink, uh, you know, smart and to do that. Um, do you guys have any, either of you guys have any tips as far as like, you know, the way that yes. you're able to drink, you know, still enjoy uh, all of these products and support these businesses, but also do it responsibly and to, to, to keep balance and health? In mind as well, do you guys have any thoughts or tips on that? Well, I'm trying a lot uh, lot, uh, a lot more to talk about my uh, coup de coeur without alcohol. So I talk about Jupiner uh, gin without alcohol. I try to, you know, uh, go and try to find beers that are really appealing without alcohol. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, what I often do is that. I start with a, a non-alcoholic beer. I chug it. <laughs> and then, okay, let's start with the real beer, you know. So for me, it feels like I, oh, I already had one beer, so I can only have another one, you know. Even if it's non-alcoholic, for me, it helps set the It's pace, like the mental. That's why mm. I like. Huh? It's like the mental oh. side of it. It makes you feel like you've had more than one. Oui. Wow, that's a su- my brain is super easy to trick. <laughs> no, that's that's actually quite smart. So, are you saying, Emily, then that you don't drink more than maybe two beers every time you drink? Is that right? 
Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, exactly. Right. And, and well, except pre COVID when I was gathering a lot of friends and more, you know, you'd have, a, you'd have nights. fun and yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I tried to limit myself. Actually, I tried to limit myself to one tint. Like today it's going to be an exception because I'm going to have two, but I try to share as much as I can. That's I good. Drink, so I can have four beers, but I need four friends so I can have one oh. tint, you know? Okay, and why do you do that? Is it just so that you don't get too drunk or so that you don't use too much calories? I'm In French, we have an expression that's called a shoemaker that doesn't wear great shoes. Like, when you do, like, I talk about beer, but I'm super, like, faggy. Like, I drink two, pin, two pins and I'm sick, like... My body doesn't stand well alcohol, so okay. I cannot exaggerate it. And I have a, a few alcoholics on, in, in both sides of my family, so I saw like very. Oh. Oof, I was ah. shy for them, you know, when they were doing yeah. things in public uh, places. So I, I thought I got. Uh, I learned very young early on. Yeah, when you abuse alcohol. Oof, like, oof, I saw, yeah. I cannot talk because uh, one of them is not dead yet, and I don't want to, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah. My my grandfather on my mother's side, like, he used to be so embarrassing. And, yeah, so for all those reasons, and plus I cannot stand it, stand it physically. Like, when I drink, not even too much. When I drink more than two pints, I'm, I'm sick. So I need, that's why I love flights small you know can so yeah i i have a very good instinct about oh how does my body feel oh i'm gonna stop right now <laughs> so okay. yeah all right i like that noah what do you do then as far as like so how what's your sort of way to balance stuff out uh, um, sorry oh no oh, you know, the know, same question but to know, yeah. go ahead <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just trying to get by, man. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like, I think in my youth, uh, I was a huge party guy. And when when I say that, I mean, like, I liked just, I I liked alcohol. I liked drugs. I liked getting fucked up. Um, from, you know, a pretty early age until (laughs) my late twenties. Um, and then since the craft beer thing, um, having a family and then that obviously changing a lot of that, but still like me and Jenny are, are, are like, we, 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 we've always enjoyed partying. We always enjoyed socializing. We, we have dinner parties and these things. And, um, so when we moved out to Il Perot that changed a little bit because all our friends, like a lot of our friends are in Montreal and, you know, coming out here, it's, it's a different dynamic. And then you throw kids in the mix and it's a whole thing. Um, but I, I like the whole craft beer journey kind of started when I had my son eight years ago, because before that I just drank whatever. And it was more <laughs> wine, wine at dinner parties and whatever beers, typical that stuff everyone drank. Um, so, you know, like I can't, I can't be, getting loaded with my children right so that that right there just keeps me in check to a a certain degree um but also my children want you know make me want to get loaded so it's like that (laughs) (laughs) 
balance of balance things. And it's like there's like there, it depends on the day because some days I'm like the drinking is 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 helping me, and some days it's 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 not. It's kind of the other like. And and that's why like I you know if I have nothing to do that day and I'm hanging out with my kids I'll have a beer and and like enjoy my time with them and sometimes it helps me like like they drive you insane so sometimes it just takes the edge off and you're like all right let's just hang out all right let's come or or sometimes it makes me more angry but like I I, I don't I don't know I I don't think um, I, I think I've always had uh, a good kind of like conscious level of, of where I'm at with alcohol and, and stuff and I have I have a partner who would keep me in check if I wasn't I would hope um, so like I'm not too happy that I have a daily thing going with booze but like I try not to do more than one a day although during right. COVID that one has kind of turned to two a lot of the time but before COVID, it was always one a day, and then on the weekends, I have one or two. Um, but yeah, like the, the having having a family and having like to cook every meal for four people, and just like it, it, it's just like it's constant, right? So like, there's no there's no like I'm gonna just get tanked. Like it's just not gonna happen. Um, but you also have to watch yourself because when you are that busy and you're constantly doing stuff, you can just keep drinking and mm-hmm. just getting used to that, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then you have problems there too. Um, so it, it's it's I I it's it's just trying to find a balance a little bit. I'd I'd like to be incorporating more exercise because COVID has, um, you know, caused a little bit of weight gain. There's no question Tell there. Tell me about um, it. Yeah, but you know, it's it's just a matter of trying to keep myself in check, and uh, and 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 it's hard because like like we talked about uh, the pressure of of trying to get this content out all the yes. time. It's a lot, right? and like I have neighbor, like I have a neighbor who's from England, and he's like an old school dude, and he's awesome. We're 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 good buddies. He's a bit older. He's like in his fifties. And like he's flabbergasted that I can keep a cellar because he's t- to me to him he's like no that that would just get drank and even Craig we have friends in the beer scene who were like all the beer would be gone right so like they don't the know. fact that I have like five hundred beers in a room blows people's minds so I think that that's I got I got something going for me right because like they're yeah. not drank I you're mean, controlling maybe, yourself doing okay yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know, though, I'm glad I, we asked this question because I didn't know that, because, um, you know, we have a group chat and, like, you would send the picture and I thought that was the first of four beers you drink that night. But maybe that was the only beer that you'd be drinking. I, I, this oh, is, yeah. This yeah. is absolutely the first I'm hearing of this and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Because what you drink in a full week, I drink in, like, two nights because I'll try and have, mm-hmm. I could probably do four to five a night and... Mm-hmm. not draining stuff probably fall comfortably and not drain it some nights if you see me post a bunch of beers like you see me post seven or eight beers that's yes. that that got drained that absolutely got drained um because i need to get through the content and and it, i feel that constant pressure because my shit is building up and i'm in a small apartment with nowhere to put these things and it's taken up two different fridges plus half my bedroom and it's getting ridiculous and I want to also do right by the breweries and I'm like, 
but I refuse to drink anymore and do those, you know, drink more than my four nights a week because I'm not going to risk my health anymore. Whereas before I was getting sick and this is the best year for that. So I, I didn't know that. And also, Emily, I didn't know that you were only drinking pieces. So I think that that's something But think about it, right? Like I know I speak to Noah daily, but Emily, I feel like I know you well enough that I would have known that. So that means on the surface, people don't know. They would look at us and think we're all fucking alcoholics because we, because of how much we post and how, you know, even if we have a full glass, we're only drinking that much of the glass. People don't know that. And they might be concerned that we're doing that. So I feel like there's an interesting conundrum that the beer industry or the alcohol industry needs to potentially look at because there's maybe a lack of transparency, not because we are hiding something, but it's not mm-hmm. spoken about. No one cares what the three of us do to manage our alcohol consumption. They just care about our thoughts on the product. So like mm-hmm. to know that Noah drinks one beer a night and to know that Emily, you don't drink any more than two pints and only have a fraction of a bunch of different beers. And then I regulate mine to four nights a week, no excuses, well, minimal excuses. Like mm-hmm. people don't know that and it might come across completely, completely different. So I wonder is there a different responsibility that we have? Do, should we be, and not announcing it, but talking about that a little more, maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, maybe. Sorry, I've been holding in this pee for a Go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Well, um, I think it's by, you don't have to shove it down their throat. For example, what I try to do is uh, when I share, uh, for example, I like to do a lot of the beer memes or, you know, like beer jokes. And I always try to go for um, beer joke that doesn't sound like that doesn't um, talk about overconsumption of alcohol. I try to talk about non-alcoholic beers. I try to do beer and food pairings, you know. So I don't say like, hey, don't overconsume, but I try to set an example like, look, I have a healthy lifestyle, but I can still enjoy beer and have a beer a night, you know. So, yeah, I try to not to, you know, slap the wrist of the people who drink too much, but just tell them like, hey, you know, I can have this healthy lifestyle. I try to, yeah, to always focus not for you know what I mean like no, exactly. not saying like the, yeah so I don't if I the joke uh, if I find a beer meme uh, where the people is making a joke about getting too drunk or I will like I will uh, laugh at it but I won't share it because I don't want to set a bad example mm. for my followers right that's really smart then how do you have like a, a, an exercise or workout regimen or anything like that? Or do you work out or do you just manage your beer uh, consumption yeah, well, sort of problem? Less, way less since COVID. But before that, I was a performer. So I was dancing four hours a night, three times a week. Oh, shit. So hey, sometimes I was Oh my god, I'm putting sweat on the people under me because I was dancing on a platform, like a 20 feet platform. And when I was dancing, my sweat 
was going everywhere. So, but since COVID, I'm not trained that much. I try to walk as much as I can, not using the car. But I also try to have a healthy diet. So I'm not I'm not a, a vegetarian or a vegan. I call myself a flexitarian. Yes. But I try to go for uh, vegetarian or vegan options when I can. But when I'm with my mother-in-law, she's 80 years old and she's cooking me hams and stuff. I'm not going to say, oh, no, I'm vegan. No, no, no. I have no food allergy. I mean, so, yeah, I try to have a, yeah, a healthy diet and to be as much vegetarian as I can because you can get full, but the calories are so much lower. less. Yo, Tiff did a uh, vegan November. So I didn't do the full month with her, but I did the, the, the dinner meals with her. I didn't change any of my dinner meals. And uh-huh. it was – we've done it. We were vegan for a couple of years. So, like, it wasn't too bad. And uh-huh. I was like – I hit, same as Noah, like you're saying about the COVID weight. I hit over 200 pounds, and I was like, fuck, I'm five foot eleven. And I told my friends, my boys, I was like, yo, I hit you. And they're, and they're like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six they were like, bro, you cannot be weighing more than us here. And my friend gave me his login to this uh, workout app called Beachbody. And I've been doing that every day for like two months. I lost 14 pounds now. I'm like significantly changed. I do it every day. I stopped eating cookies all the time. I stopped eating chips. Mm-hmm. I stopped eating ice cream. And just beer is my sweet little treat. And I found that it's helping. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, I want some ruffles so bad. So, Noah. <laughs> Tell me about your ruffles. What are you doing to keep your line? Yeah, I'm going to go grab my next beer. Um, what are you talking about? I actually don't snack a lot. I actually don't really ingest any sugar. The only I only drink water, black coffee, and beer. So, the only sugar I get is from beer. <laughs> um, chips are probably the only junk food I eat but the big challenge for me is um, is the kids because I have I have a partner who is a pretty picky eater and has a, da- a dairy allergy and then I have two kids who are extremely picky eaters so that co- and then like just you know, having to cook for a household, it, it's, it's mentally exhausting to try and cook healthily, especially when your kids refuse to eat anything healthy. Right. So, so for like for the last few years, our dinners are very, uh, they're sporadic and they're either like as, as generic and processed as you can possibly imagine or fun and completely vegan. Last night we had uh, like a, I think it's called a pancinella. So like I roasted uh, butternut squash and uh, Brussels sprouts and made homemade croutons and then covered that with like a vinaigrette with pickled onions on top. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like a fun I did a little Parmesan on top of that because I'm not allergic to freaking dairy. But, <laughs> um, so a meal like that and then the next day it's like I'm cooking the kids' craft dinner and I'm trying to make something for my partner and then I'm just like eating craft dinner. Like, it, it, it's, it's kind of a nightmare because I used to be a big foodie but 
Um, not so much anymore. It's actually funny. When we bought this house, I was I was a huge foodie, um, and we bought this house. It came with a wolf stove, which is like a, a six thousand uh, dollar professional propane stove okay. that I mostly cook craft dinner and <laughs> craft dinner. all the basics, like the basic nonsense on. So it's like I moved here have this beautiful kitchen with this like industrial stove to cook like all Crap the stuff dinner. that I don't want to cook. Uh, but yeah, I, I, like I could probably go veg but it would be impossible like no, my, kid, so my kids people, don't eat anything yeah. the only thing my kids want to eat is ground are, are ground beef at this point so I'm <laughs> eating a ton of beef now they want spaghetti sauce my, my son loves hamburgers spaghetti meat sauce and burritos but like all those three things like nothing else just meat and cheese <laughs> or meat and tomato sauce or meat on a burger with ketchup like and there's no condiments there's nothing else so oh, anyway all over the place <laughs> But before oh, Craig, that, like, I'm very curious to have your impression on that beer. Yes, I'm gonna. Tiffy's just gonna take a photo of it next to the Christmas tree. Yes. And now I'm gonna tell you. And I'm gonna tell you all about it. That's on that guy. Yeah, it's uh, what. Yeah, that was the school thing. That's actually really funny though, that that's all your kid wants to wants to eat. Like I feel like like what's that? Like you're just saying the uh, all your kid wants to eat is the uh, you know ground beef and blah blah blah. <laughs> It's, oh, that's, that's recent. Before that, it was, it was so much less. It was just oh, chicken nuggets or chicken figures, or or whatever. He only eats one vegetable, which is cucumber. Which is which cucumber? cucumber? He'll, eat, he'll eat cucumber and he'll eat baby carrots sometimes, but that's it. Okay. I, I hated uh, I hated vegetables as a kid too, man. My parents used to force me to eat that shit, but like, it's so it's it's different when you're a kid. But I guess at our sort of age, like. Emily, what you said before about the calories, because that's what Tiff said to me. She was like, if you go and have chicken wings and then have like the vegan fake chicken wings, the difference is really just the calories. And that's oh, what yes. I needed was calories. And then sometimes they're just as high or if not higher. Well, I guess that's probably where you need to be educated and get the right stuff. Because do you know what I noticed? I had to, I got some vegan friends and they were uh, – like one of my friends, he came from the States and stayed with us a couple of times. And when he was here, we just ate vegan with him to make it easier, right? Because it didn't bother us. And he was eating so shit. There were so many things as a vegan that they were doing that were lazy, that they they weren't doing it right. And they were, ended up just costing themselves. Like they were just eating poor quality food because they didn't make things for themselves. Like we were, we weren't real vegans, but we were making this. He's like, what you make that? We just buy it like that. I'm like, nah, you're buying it. You're getting all the sugar and all that stuff. We're just making this stuff. It's not that hard. We don't, we weren't very good with that. So I find that a lot of people is, uh, don't, if, if you can make more things, like you've got that industrial stove. I know the type you're talking about. Those things are awesome. Um, and I, we found that was good. Here you go. Tiff's just saying, she said, plant-based, is less calorically dense than meat-based products is what she was saying. And fake food versus real food can have the same calories. So I guess if you're having like, you know, we just tried to put a vegetable first or have a lot of lentil soups or 
Um, you know, we're not really big on tofu because tofu is really kind of mm -hmm. fake food. I don't mind if we're ordering out or whatever and you it's go to those. Yeah. Yeah, but like, mixed feeling about tofu as well. Yeah, like, it's tasty if it's cooked right, but it's, yeah. it's a little yeah. strange. And it was just more like if you can replace the meat with other things that are, that are you know, whether it's lentils or something like that, it can, it's just mm. super interesting. And I found that eating vegan mixed with cutting out a lot of the sugar, and my main source of sugar is beer, mm -hmm. and then doing the workouts five to six days a week, I lost 14 pounds in, I don't know, four weeks, six weeks. And that made such a difference to my IPA tits, to my gut. Like I was, that's <laughs> what they are. In men, IP, like hops cause yeah. growth there. And I feel like now I'm doing this boxing one now. So it's just all this. And I feel like not only could I beat people up finally, but I feel like I feel a little, you know, it's, it's working and it doesn't annoy me. And in my head, I'm like, oh, this is a priority. Even if there's work, like client stuff that needs to be done, I have to do this. And I'm sticking to it because I don't want to feel like that anymore. And I felt terrible when I was going too much. And then now just balancing the beer with food, with like a diet and then and a bit of um, uh, exercise has made life a little smoother and also because there's a routine. I didn't have a routine outside of COVID because I was traveling so much. And I imagine it was similar for you, Emily. I know, Noah, you're at work and stuff, but Emily, you're moving around. We were moving around. Yeah. And it was, I think, Noah, you were right, what you said before. Like, we were, I was getting sick because I'm always around people and doing things. And maybe you're there, you meet someone up, take a bit, hey, take a sip of this. We're not ever doing that again. It's fucking after COVID. Like no one's sharing a beer glass anymore. So like there's yeah, you know, like, shit kind of makes me sad. And I think about like, sorry, I and I don't mean to That's like okay. drastically shift the conversation, <laughs> but I've been thinking about this recently. And like, talk to me. My daughter's five. She'll like. I'm wondering how much the world will change as she grows up. But like. You watch movies and TV shows now, like people just walking into a room and just like grabbing each other and hugging each other and all that, or like sharing a joint or sharing cigarettes or sharing beers. I feel like it's going to take a long time to get like back to that and or any capacity of that and like that humanity, that like connection, just kind of getting mm. lost a little bit. I agree. Every time we see anything that was filmed before this year, you're like. COVID, what are you doing? You're in a room full of, like, it's immediate now. I, I agree. I actually <laughs> say, like, oh, my God, this was pre-COVID. Oh, oh, yeah. That extract from the news is pre-COVID. Oh, they don't wear a mask. Oh, yeah. they don't respect social distancing. <laughs> All of that stuff. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like if people do the right thing, we'll get, we'll get back to it. We'll be fine. Like, but it, I think there'll be like psychological implications for years. After for this. absolutely like, for years. I'm not hugging another motherfucker for a long time. Bro. Like I just couldn't do it. My janitor always tries to give me daps all the time. And as soon as I do it, I have to go wash my hair. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, why do you always have to? Even now he's giving you daps? I, I, like, I'm, what are you supposed to do? I've had people like drop off beer or drop off stuff. And then they'll come and um, they wanna, someone asked me, hey, do you mind if I shake your hand? Like this summer. In the peak of COVID, wanted to shake my hand. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then I'm like, I go into the elevator, like just holding my hand up, like touching it with my elbow. Like, you're just like looking at it. Like, ah, uh, 
like, <laughs> like it's not optimal. Where are you bringing it? Uh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, but I'm gonna plug my phone because I only have five percent. So I'm gonna shut down my camera for a second. Yeah, yeah. And leave you. I'm gonna go pee pee. Okay. Go for it. See you <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you are right. I think there's going to be some psyche damage to us and it's going to take some time to overcome all of that, um, which yeah. isn't optimal because at the end of the day, as humans, we need that connection. And like, obviously we want to hug the people that, you know, we care about and stuff. And that's, uh, you know, not the optimal way, but you're, dude, you're so right. It's going to have an, a, a it's a fair bit of time before we're able to get past that. But I think once we, once things are a little more um, normal again, well, with, with um, hopefully a vaccine, controlled, yeah, a vaccine or maybe motherfuckers decide to randomly become sensible and just <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, not going to happen. Right. Well, you know, stop taking these cross country trips and, because you're so fucking, you know, like, I'm all, I'm all, you know, like, uh, I whatever, we talked about it before. But, you know, this, this is small things that a lot of people could do to make, to make it okay. But everybody is so selfish and always makes different excuses for different things. And thank you, baby. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it's a real strange time. And I hope we can get back to it. And I believe that we can, but it's going to take... I saw somebody who was that maybe it was Bill Gates or some shit said we're not going to be like 2021 is not going to be back to normal. Like it's definitely going to be a uh, 2022 type of situation before things are, um, you know, a little more chill again. But I do hope we can get back to that. Like I'm not going to lie. I don't exactly miss beer festivals. I kind of was pretty sick of them beforehand. I kind of overdid it. But I do miss seeing the fr- like you know say our like I'm glad we got our blind tasting in in January that was fantastic that we got to do that I was a little I went a little too hard but just you know all of us together hanging out having a good experience that was cool and even just me and you we used to meet up probably once a month and go get coffee and just you know trade beer or something and just yeah. hang out like I miss that type of I went to that cafe the other day actually we had to go to the Apple store so I went to that cafe I said like, oh, me and no one used to always come here. Have a coffee. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, because they have pump. Ah. It's one of my favorite places because they have pumpkin spice lattes, like third wave pumpkin spice. They do. It's true. And they that. still had it. They Like, last, as what day, what day is it? Thursday. We went on, like, Friday last week. Um, and they had pumpkin spice. Yes. But yeah, it just so reminds me. Like? You, just, you just walk in and you're not allowed sitting down. You just have to, like, grab it wash, to go. Or? Wash your hands and then order to go and take them out. That was it. We just got that and jumped into Uber and went home. Um, but yeah, I feel like we'll be able to get back to it, but it's going to be a while before like beer, like beer festivals and shit. I think it's going to be like five years before we're really comfortable sharing glasses and stuff, you know, but, oh man, this is good here. Take a sip. Like we always would do that and it wouldn't be a problem. I don't think that's going to happen for a while, but I do think we'll be able to maybe get back to like the smaller things, you know, once things are a little more chill. And I would like that because I feel like that would be. That'd be a nice little thing. But at the same token, doing podcasts this way has now allowed us to talk to people that would be a whole thing to organize otherwise. Like, do you think me and you would go to Quebec City and sit there with Brasserie General? Like, the chances no, of that happening is slim to none. 
Yeah. The silver lining with COVID is is has been huge for me. Like my life has has been completely changed in many positive ways. Yeah, you've been uh, able to stay home with the kids more and not have to like all that travel time that you had, which I think is fantastic. Oh yeah, I start work at seven. I only have to get up at like six thirty. That's amazing, right? Sometimes you, like I used to get up at four forty ish. See, that's crazy. Five thirty p.m. Now I finish work at three thirty. I'm already home. Um, it's been pretty eye opening in a lot of ways. I don't know if I, I, I can, I don't know. I don't know if I can ever fully go back to the way it was. I mean, I probably will, but I think I think if cute. yeah, man, like I don't I can't I, imagine it anymore. No, and I completely understand. I think the thing is that um, companies need to understand that once people realize that commuting isn't necessary in the sense of you your presence physical presence in downtown montreal is so irrelevant to the actual function of your job and to the success of the company once they realize that i feel like it's you know it's i mean it's not even about realize because it's it's just facts like it doesn't make a difference are they operating are they are they still fine like, are you doing your job? Then why the fuck do anyone need? This is something that we had a problem with for a while because as an agency and a business, we never had an office. We got an office about a year. Was it this year or last year? Last summer. But like at one of those, it's called Spaces. It's kind of like we were. I think yeah, I told you about that shit. And we had that shit and it was great. And we just went there a couple of times a week and it was up in Milan. So we'd walk up and hang out and, you know, you'd work there for the day and blah, blah, blah. And it was cool to bring clients there and to have a meeting and stuff and if it felt important. But like we never had an office and prior to getting that, we always ended up d- like defending ourselves for not having an office. And then we get an office and it was cool and then COVID happens and we canceled that shit immediately because we were like, I'm not fucking going there again. And um, we were talking about the changes that COVID sort of had on, on everything and, you know, there's no need for an office and you real businesses need to realize they just don't need that physical space. Um, to, to, uh, sorry, my computer's saying going all red. I've had it plugged in the whole time. I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, you just don't need that physical space. It doesn't make a difference right. to the actual outcome <coughs> of the business. So I don't know. It still says red at 25, which means the computer's fucked. I don't know. It's plugged in back there, so hopefully it, it sticks around. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's a um, it's a strange thing, but I like I feel like there's been a lot of realizations with with different places that don't have a physical requirement, like you know, retail stores obviously they need people there and certain things like call centers can completely operate from home. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing basically. So. Yeah, so it's it's a whole different vibe. Uh, Emily, by the way, this is fantastic. I didn't realize this has a whole bunch of stuff in it. That doesn't say on the can. Got a bunch of Christmas spices. And yeah, stuff. it's great, eh? Rosa cacao, maple syrup, cinnamon, Madagascar vanilla, and toasted coconut. Mm. Fuck! I didn't know it was a pastry stout. I just thought it was like a nine percent stout. <laughs> Is it yeah. sweet? Yeah, but not like not stick, not like too much. Not yeah. that I can't um, finish it myself. Because that was what I was a little bit mm. concerned about. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. It's like, ah, oh, 9% stout. But it doesn't say that it's a pastry. It just says imperial stout. And there's no, there's mm. nothing on the can. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. Whatever. Mm. 
Yeah, it's not too bad at all. Um, but um, yeah, was there anything else we wanted to? Oh, here we go. Sorry, Montreal Beer Page just uh, commented. He said, I work for National Bank and I've been working from home since March 15th. They won't be seeing us back to the office until at least June 30th. I like that. And I hope they reconsider and just don't ever send anybody back. Yes. Let yeah, people be home. I mean, my company too. I mean, they, they're going to revisit after the end of the first quarter, but I don't foresee us going back until summer or at least end of winter. Not in, um, not in, uh, in this province. Tiff is saying Shopify is 2022. And I swear I've heard the same with like Google and stuff. Uh, Montreal Beer Page says, same as Noah, my life has gotten better since COVID, an extra week of vacation this year, and next year, 500 bucks for work equipment this year, and next, can't <laughs> complain. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, I can't, ours has been better too. We haven't traveled as much. Um, it's made everything um, smoother for us. We haven't had, you know, not traveling has been made up for by the Skype podcast that it's, I feel like it's opened the world up to us, and I can talk to anybody anywhere. And it's like instead of having to travel there whenever I can get there, now it's like, you know, I can I can talk to anybody anytime. It's it's fantastic. I'm super grateful for it. To be honest, it's it's interesting how it's affected different uh, different people. But um, was there anything else we wanted to? Sorry, this com- I'm really worried this computer's gonna die. It just keeps like dropping, and I don't understand. <gasps> sorry, I pulled it back too far. I got the headphones plugged in. It's not happening again, though. It's not happening again. You're still good. You're still good. It's not happening again. I had I had a problem, Emily, a few weeks ago, but it's not happening. <laughs> you should you should go and watch that episode if you don't watch that episode. I'm not going to say which one it is. Fuck that episode. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on, or we feel like we're uh, we've done pretty well? We're pretty covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to hit. I need to hit the the, the sack in a minute, as they say. Would you guys? Uh, let's do a thumbnail. So I'm going to do a screenshot. Do you want to hold something up to the screen there? It's plugged in. It's a, it's a mess. Uh-oh. Could you move that front can around so it says the front? Thank you. All right. Y'all good? Right? Oh, gorgeous. Look at you guys. Um, now, this was really fun. I'm really glad we did this. Emily, I'm, uh, I'm super stoked. It's so nice to, uh, to chat to you. I haven't seen you in, in months. Thank um, you for having me. I had with you guys. Likewise. We should do it again. Yeah, we absolutely should. Let's do it again. Yes. yes. And, and the giveaway. giveaway. Let's seriously yeah. talk about this. We'll jump on a uh, on the DM and we'll talk afterwards. Emily, where can everybody yes. find you online? They can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Mm. And you are very you are very responsive if anyone wants to talk to you or uh, ask you a question, you get back to them. You're all over. You're fantastic. Uh, Noah Jeffrey, where can everybody find you? On Instagram, on Facebook, on beerism.ca, pretty much across the board there. Mate, everywhere. You guys are fantastic. I genuinely appreciate you both. Um, There's not that many people that sort of really understand all the things that we do. And it's a genuine pleasure to talk to, you know, 
Noah's been co-hosting with me a lot lately, which has been really, really great. And uh, Emily, it's great to finally actually sit down and hear your story, even though we've talked a million times. It's so cool to do that. I love what you're doing. I appreciate y'all. This is the last episode of the year, so I think this is a really great way to wrap it off based on, you know, all the craziness. Didn't expect it to turn out like this and have to do Skype podcast for 39 episodes plus the other stuff beforehand. So uh, everyone listening, I appreciate all y'all. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this year. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio so you can hear mother frigging legends like Emily and Noah talk about craft beer every week. The audio will be going until the end of the year. Video will be back whatever the first Friday in January is. I think it's the 8th. Um, we are going to take a much needed Christmas break. We've been doing three to, I've personally been doing three, four podcasts a week, sometimes more. I am exhausted. I'm looking forward to a break. I hope everyone has a fantastic holiday, whatever you celebrate, uh, drink tons of beer, but also be very balanced and take some breaks and drink water and eat good and hug your family if you're allowed to and mate, stay healthy. Let's just, you know, we'll see y'all next year. We'll keep going. Guys, stick around for two seconds and then we'll wrap it up. Guys, appreciate y'all. See you next year. Peace.